everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800-293-0328 That's 800-293-0328 You guys, it's Rick Tittle! All right, thank you for that, and welcome back to the show, a TGIF edition of Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Nice to have you with us, and I got to say, what do you got to say, Rick? So I come in here, my show's 9 to noon here in downtown San Francisco, North Beach. I'm on Broadway, right when the financial, it's a small town, seven by seven miles. And it's, (laughs) somebody else comes in here at night, I don't even know who it is. Like some people say, oh, this guy, I'm interviewing someone. He's like, he's on the Sports Byline Network. I am like, he is. And I probably should pay better attention. I guess I'm in my own mind sometimes. But the last two days I've come in, the mic that I'm on is pointing straight down towards the console. So all I can think of is the person who is in there, in here, man or woman, must have turned this chair around so their back is to the console and then laid back like they were getting their hair washed at the salon and then slid their nose and mouth under the mic and did it that way? Is that <laughs> I mean, I'm not a sleuth, but why else would you turn the mic and point it straight down? I mean, do you... <laughs> they face the console and then put their cheek on it and like lay on it and then talk into it that way I don't know Daniel let me know when we're on the air and I'm like oh we're on the air now okay sorry Uh, 1-800-87-A-PLAY Jen Wall will join us here in the first hour and we're going to start off with two Oscar winning directors Trayvon Free and Martin Desmond Rowe they have a new documentary BS High we'll also have an open segment for Jen to give us some recommendations we'll talk entertainment Randall Kleiser he has a new book he directed Greece. He's the one that I want. Who, who, who? And an hour from now, Chris Estrada, stand-up comedian, in studio. He's at the Punchline. And uh, a lot of open lines. We'll get you ready for your sporting weekend uh, as well at 1-800-878-PLAY. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. 
Jim Gaffigan here with some more straight talk. Let's take a moment to appreciate our sweet children, loving grandparents, and eternal soulmates. Now let's use them to save money on wireless. Because with the Straight Talk Silver Plan, you get four lines for just $25 a month with unlimited data and no contracts. So add those human pawns, I mean loved ones, and save money. Thanks, kids. They're finally worth it. Straight Talk Wireless, available at Walmart. Get four lines on Silver Unlimited for $25 per line per month, plus taxes and fees. For data management practices and additional terms, visit straighttalk.com. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-943-2153 That's 800-943-2153 Hey airline travelers, let's say you have a problem and you need to change or cancel an existing airline reservation. What do you do? Well, Skywatch is a free service that can help anyone with any airline reservation fix it. Whether you want to cancel it, change your dates, or add passengers, we can help fix your airline reservations so you get exactly what you need. We've updated our computer database and now have access to every airline around the globe. So now you can make one phone call, regardless of who booked your airline tickets, and we'll change it, cancel it, and fix it for you. We know the insider secrets to fixing reservations that the airline Airlines don't want you to know about. So if you need to cancel, change, or modify an existing airline reservation, call Skywatch right now. It's a free call, so let us fix it for you. 855-325-5647. 855-325-5647. That's 855-325-5647. Are you looking to sell your house? Call 1-800-SELL-FAST to request a free all-cash offer. We can buy your house in days, and you don't even have to clean or fix anything. There are no commissions or closing costs, no agents, no open houses, and no banks to deal with. Call 1-800-SELL-FAST or visit sellfast.com to request your cash offer. There's no obligation. Call 1-800-SELL-FAST. That's 1-800-735-5327. Or visit sellfast.com to get your free cash offer. Sellfast is a home buyer referral service. Each office independently owned and operated. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a he's so handsome. He's a genius. All right, thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, Coast to Coast, and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Fridays in the first hour, we're always very excited to be joined by the Hollywood insider and film critic, Jan Wall. How you doing, Janie? We're doing terrific. Great to hear from you. Good stuff. All right, well, let's bring in our uh, f- first guest. There is a brand-new HBO documentary called BS High, and it's going to be uh, debuting on HBO 
on the 23rd, and there are some real ringers involved in this because you've got EPs Adam McKay and Michael Strahan, and joining us on the line are the directors Trayvon Free and Martin Desmond Rowe, both Academy Award-winning directors. Trayvon, let's start with you, please. And uh, as an old-school Warrior fan, any relation to Lloyd World Be Free? Actually, yes, I am uh, related to uh, Lloyd on my uh, father's side. Awesome. Did you, growing up, did you get any free swag, or was it just, yeah, I'm related? <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't get anything. I didn't even know until I was, like, probably, like, eight or nine years old. <laughs> all right, so how did this project all come together? How did it get off the ground? Um, we, you know, we heard about the story, uh, this Bishop Sycamore, this fake high school that was created out of nothing and, and kind of, you know, uh, got too successful for his own good and played on ESPN and got, you know, absolutely smashed by the biggest high school team in, in the country. And, and as the game was playing, the announcers are like discovering that this school doesn't exist. And so we, we, we caught the news, uh, you know, it was a big, you know, it was the story of the week on the internet and, uh, Trayvon actually tweeted on the day it happened. He's like, there's going to be a film about this called BSI. Um, and then a few weeks later, we got a phone call from a producer friend of ours who's like, the coach wants the, the main guy, the coach, Roy Johnson. He wants to talk. Do you guys want to talk to him? And off we went. How did they ever create this out of nothing? I mean, there was well, no school, and yet they created it. Yeah, I mean, the, the laws around who can create a school are pretty, pretty lax. And Roy took advantage of every aspect of, of that. And I think that's the fun part of the film is everyone has that same question and they're dying to know how is this possible? How could this happen? And that was, that was what we were chasing. That was what we were trying to figure out. And, but it starts with doing this in a place where there are no real laws or rules around who who can do it and how you do it wow you know give you one quick story just to show you how just how cowboy this whole thing was uh the the school existed for four years in total and on the first year he hired a hotel to put the kids up in and as he was sort of talking to them they were like do you want to pay now or do you want to pay like uh at the end and so he was like i'll pay at the end and so he either didn't pay the bill for that year or not, not one of the four years did he ever pay the hotel bill for the, the housing the kids lived in. This whole thing was a house of cards. I mean, he was, we call the film like a, a, an anatomy or a, a portrait of a con man because this, this central character is, I mean, he's a wild man. And the fact that he talked to us and told us all these stories is I mean, it's not good for him legally. Let's just say that. <laughs> Martin, let me ask you this, too, because I mean, obviously you're from England. You're Oxford, educa Oxford educated, too. The rest of us here, us three, high school football is part and parcel of what we had. I mean, I played it growing up. What do you think about the way, I mean, the way you, your schools are with GCSEs and O-levels, A-levels, and then you come to America, you go to USC film school. What was your first impression of the way high school football is over here? Well, yeah, so I did. I came from Oxford and I landed in USC, which somebody, I went to film school there and somebody described it to me on the first week. He's like, you have to understand, USC is a football, football team <laughs> with, a, with a film school attached to it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and actually, well, I think like my, my first weekend on campus, there was a game and I was walking through everyone's house. I was like, what is going on here? Like we have, we have no, we have no, no comparison to this. Um, it, wow. where, where I'm, nothing. There's nothing. High school sports in England aren't monetized. There's no, 
there's no pipeline to to the dream factory in the same way like i mean a lot of kids you know want to play soccer and and do that and there's a lot of teams but it's not organized through the schools you know what i mean it's organized through separate clubs and club teams and that sort right. of stuff so there is no comparison to it and obviously i mean you know what i call american football um is uh again there's no real comparison we have rugby which is a very physical sport but it's not the cultural importance of football here is i mean huh. it's so overwhelming you know yeah. it's so dominating. So it's so amazing it's a vibrant thing yeah so this con man that you mentioned that put all this together um so that's what's in it for him was this dream factory that it goes right into professional sports if you make this happen in america that's what was in it for him yeah i mean for i mean for roy on the surface it seems like that's what what the motivation was and what the what his end game was was to use these kids to kind of reverse engineer his way into football fame which is if i can take kids who shouldn't be able to play against a team like img and beat img then i become famous i become one of the biggest coaches in america everybody wants to play for me the money comes rolling in but it's such when you look at the landscape of football in high school in america and you look at the level of these players and uh at a school like img and you look at the level of the players he assembled it is such a pipe dream it is such like you see very quickly in that game these kids are so outmatched and i mean it's literally like getting a bunch of kindergartners to go fight the avengers it it just does not make sense <laughs> that you would do something like this and so in the end it and the, i think the kids feel this way too is it was it was pretty selfish it was really more about roy and what roy could get from it than the actual safety of the kids, the education of the kids, and setting them up to achieve their own dreams. I know, Trayvon, you're an, you're an L.A. guy, Compton, in Long Beach State, and I know you were playing basketball there. If you didn't do your knee, like if I could say you can have the career you have now with an Oscar and an Emmy, or you could have made the NBA and not been a famous comedian and writer and director, would you have taken the NBA? Honestly, I, I think about that sometimes. I don't. I don't know because I know those guys. I know a lot of those guys, and you know the money is the part that you you initially think about, right? You think mm -hmm. about okay, who wouldn't want a hundred and fifty million dollars over five years, right? Like that sounds really nice. Um, but if 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 that was a if that was a possibility, I mean that was what that was the dream I was actually chasing, and. I was fortunate enough to be doing it with people who were very above board and who were very in line with that, with with me pursuing that that dream. Um, but I mean, everything I've done up to this point has been I wouldn't I don't know if I would trade it for anything. It's just been so amazing, and the, the experiences have been so fulfilling. And I can do this until I'm ninety. <laughs> right. <laughs> if I was playing pro basketball, I'd probably be either done already with with the way your knees wear out or on my way out the door. It's an HBO original, BS High. It was all a dream, scratched out, scheme. It was at Tribeca, and now it's on HBO. It's going to start streaming on August 23rd, and, of course, stream on Max as well. We've been speaking to the Oscar winners, Trayvon Free and Martin Desmond Rowe. Gentlemen, congratulations on the film. Congratulations. Fabulous. Wow.
fabulously Thank intriguing. Thank you. Well, we appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. And uh, I hope everyone enjoys it out there. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Yes. And uh, <laughs> Jenny, <laughs> we'll wow. take on the other what side. Story. Don't you love stories about con men? I love stories about con men. Yeah, I know. And, it, and it, it's weird when you have a story about a con man who gets all these parents and kids to sort of buy in and they don't know what the hell wow. they're doing. It's really weird. Must be a good con man. <laughs> well, we have... We have an open segment before our yeah. next guest at 940, yeah, yeah. so let's talk to Jan Wall. That would be you. Oh, I've got a, a wonderful series about an incredible con man who got away with it. All right, we'll talk about that next. Rick Tittle and Jan Wall, come on back on Sports Byline. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for $120 with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-965-1295. 800-965-1295. That's 800-965-1295. This is a true sad story for ADT, the leader in home security systems. My favorite dog, Oliver, was stolen from our garage recently. If I had a camera system installed in my home from ADT, I would have known exactly what car possibly pulled up in my driveway and stole my little friend. If I had a security system from ADT, my dog would still be here. I called ADT this weekend, and they're coming out in a few days to install a camera and a new security system. Unfortunately, it's a little too late for me. Listen, protect everyone you love in your family. Call ADT now. Have them come out and give you a quote to install a full security system in your home. Don't let it be too late for you. Call right now. Paid for by the Home Security Hotline. 800-361-3491. That's 800-361-3491. If you're moving to another state, you're getting a fresh start in a brand new town. And when you choose a moving company to help get your valuable possessions to that new home of yours, you want somebody that's going to take care of your things like you would. That's why you need to call Colonial Van Lines. They're America's number one moving company for a reason. Because they'll take care of your things like they would their possessions. They'll use caution so nothing gets damaged. And they won't treat you like a number, they'll treat you like a friend. And when you call now on a qualified move across state lines, they'll give you a $250 discount. Move your things the right way. 
Colonial Van Lines now for a free quote. Call now to learn more about this special $250 long-distance move discount. 800-847-0225. 800-847-0225. That's 800-847-0225. I'm not insightful enough to be a movie critic. Maybe I could be a food critic. These muffins taste bad. Or an art critic. That painting is bad. so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. Well, whatever works. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. In the next segment, we'll have Randall Kleiser, who's written a new book about directing. He directed Grease. You're the one that I want. You are the one I want. Who, 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 honey. Jan Wall. <laughs> I'm talking. You're the one that I live for. <laughs> ooh, 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 honey. And I spent time with Randall Kleiser, and I'm telling you, this guy is fascinating. When they made Grease, they had, like, no money. They had to do things really fast. Um, it's very interesting to talk to him about the making of that wonderful musical. Just well, great movie musical. I mean, it really, I give him a lot of credit for getting that thing made because the studio had this other movie that was their sweetheart, and they were sort of ignoring uh, Grease. They had no idea what they had. So Randall will be telling us about that. It's really interesting. Can't now wait. I want to tell you about something. That yes. If I didn't have Netflix, I would get Netflix just for this. Mm. You know, maybe you can get Netflix and like then stop it or something if you're worried about the money. <laughs> this thing. What makes a good movie? Okay, Rick. Well, one. This is a series. It's a TV series, but you just will binge it. I mean, it's just too. It's so bingeable. You don't want it to stop because it tells you information. Now, some of it is a little gross, you know, but I could handle it, so I know other people can. I mean, they do show some kind of uh, very graphic um, operations, but there's a reason for it. I learned so much from this. It's called Painkiller, and it's a story of Dr. Sackett, who marketed, invented, made OxyContin happen. And it is so interesting. Matthew Drodrick plays Dr. Sackett, who decides that OxyContin is morphine made even more addictive. And if he could get people on this, he could own the, own the pharmaceutical world. And that's what happened. Um, he said it was for helping people with pain, but that's not at all what it was for. He developed the most interesting marketing campaign that's all in this movie, Painkiller, on Netflix. The marketing campaign was to get young, pretty women to go to doctors and to get them to prescribe OxyContin to people who had pain problems, not just people with uh, cancer or people who had uh, problems with pain that were life-threatening, because that's what it used to be, but just to get rid of pain for a little while. And that's what the doctors started doing because these women were so good at getting their numbers up. 
the more they got the numbers up, Sackler Pharmaceuticals would um, give them Porsches and everything you could think of, Louis Vuitton and apartments. And so these women were very motivated to do this with these doctors. So anyway, it's all about Oxycontin and what it does to the families and people. And it's, it's based in reality, certainly. And it uh, really tells you what happened. And we're talking about con men earlier. Sackler was a real con man. And with the help of Rudy Giuliani, yes, there he is, and other people, he got away with it to this day, which is why Oxycontin and fentanyl and all of this is all over the place. So this is uh, fascinating stuff. It's called painkiller. Very interesting, Jan. And the other thing, too, is when, you know, you know I saw the, the ad for that, and mm-hmm. it looked like a snoozer. But that's, this is why we need to actually watch the stuff. You can't judge a book by its cover. And you said, what makes a movie good? And it's like any show. It needs to be compelling. And that means you need to care. Do you hate someone? Do you love someone? Right. Is it an interesting right. story? Is it great scenery? And a lot of times you don't have any exactly. of that, so you give up. What is the most compelling thing in this for you? That it was the marketing. <laughs> I think it's because I'm interested in marketing. That um, how you take something that is so dangerous, so wrong, and fix it so that it's part of our culture. I mean, this is huge. And he knew it. Uh, Sackett knew it. He came from this family of people who made pharmaceuticals. And he knew if he could capture those people afraid of pain, he could become one of the richest men in the world. And his family could keep buying art exhibits and museums and be very highly uh, placed in the universe. And that's what happened. But um, it got so big and so many people died from it and are still dying from it. Uh, So that's one of the things. I don't understand what you said about it looking like a snooze fest. There's not a minute in this thing that's not compelling. Well, I'm just saying, uh, all I saw was a picture of Matthew Broderick looking bored. So that's why I said oh, yeah. I'm judging. No, I, I, I haven't yeah. seen a minute of it because right. I, yeah. I judged it on that, and I shouldn't. Right. No, I understand, sweetheart. It, it, it's Matthew Broderick, it's such an interesting performance because a portrayal because he is disconnected from his ethics. You know, we've learned over the years through various politicians and such that it's possible to be so megalomaniacal that you're disconnected from your ethical thinking. Mm-hmm. And he just is a guy who just thinks about money, power, and prestige. And he never thinks of uh, the ethics of something. And that's why there's this blank look on him. Right. Well, that's the other it's, thing, too, is that I don't know if you yeah. saw that Madoff thing with Robert De Niro. Oh, Absolutely. And he just calls his sons in one day, and he goes, all right, here it is. I made it all up. And they're like, no, no, the money's there. And he's like, no, it's not. And they go, yeah, it's there. And he's like, no, 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 I lied. And they're like, what? Yeah, you. a lot of times people, and I don't want to say good people, but I feel like it could happen to any of us. We wake up, and they're like, what the hell have I been doing for 10 years? Right. I'm not going to say good people, because what Madoff did was not good people. Madoff ripped people off. (laughs) And, And this guy... Sackett, you know, he actually was responsible for killing people, but he could never, never, ever say that to himself the way I think Madoff doesn't say it to himself. Um, 
I just think that, what do you think of this idea of someone being con- disconnected from their ethics? Well, do you think it's possible? Yeah. I mean, the the worst thing that ever happened in the history of humanity happened in the 1940s, so we're right. not, I mean, it could happen, and people would, would work at Auschwitz and then go to church. I mean... That's right, that's right. It, it's, it's inexplainable. It is, and you know, I love dogs, and Hitler liked dogs, you know, and, yeah. and Sackett, there's a, Dr. Sackett is a big dog freak. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, not a big dog freak, but he has a big dog that he's very connected to. It's the only thing that's human, well, not human, but it's the only thing that breeds that he's connected to. Right, and um, it's—I it, it, mean, I don't—I don't understand it. But here's what I know: is this idea of marketing the way he did. He thought, well, how can I get doctors to prescribe this? They're only prescribing it if you're dying. How can I get them to take it from dying to just relieving pain? Mm-hmm. And that's what he managed to do with how, these young girls. How does it fit into? Because we always like to say. Big Pharma. How did how did right. that get involved? It, it, right. At first, this reminded me of that wonderful film about with Al Pacino about blowing the lid on big big tobacco. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and there have been other movies about whistleblowers like this, right? Mm-hmm. But um, in terms of Big Pharma, this is it. This is exactly what Big Pharma is. And this, and what this movie does is so interesting. Is half of it is taking small, just regular people, and showing how this affects regular people, like the real whistleblower who, you know, we lost this one. I mean, this one's still out there, and people like Rudy Giuliani is one of the reasons. I can't believe he showed his head again in this thing. But anyway, so anyway, so. Um, Big Pharma is what this is about. I mean, this is Big Pharma, and they got the control, and they got the power, and they won. And we have to fight it. But it is about the small people. It's about the little addict, you know, the little drug addict. That, uh, not a little guy. He's a guy, a big guy, who uh, is a, is a um, mechanic. He owns his own tire store, and he gets addicted. And they use him as a, in the movie uh, to show how great um, this drug is, how great Oxycontin is. He's like Mr. Oxycontin. Well, he becomes severely addicted. And it shows how it affects his family. And uh, it's, and then it, there's this whistleblower herself whose brother's in prison from it. And, um, oh, man, it just it gets a human element, even though Matthew Broderick is Dr. Sackett is anything but human. I just ask you. We just have thirty seconds. Does he yeah. know? Does he know what he's doing? Because a lot of times when we're doing something wrong, we just reason to ourselves that no, we're, what we're doing is fine. I would say he was in the what we're doing is fine mm-hmm. because I'm making a lot of money. I'm helping people with pain, and if it's addictive, it's because they're at fault, not me. Mm-hmm. And that that is a big, big thing in in this that he sees the addict as being the weak one. So right. it's it's incredible. It's great. Well, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to watch it now because of this wreck and we're going to take a break sure. and we're going to come back with Randall Kleiser. Hey, and you're the one that I want, the one that I for. <laughs> we'll all be stranded at the drive-in. All right, come on back on Sports Island. Who do you think you are? Mr. Big Stop. You're never going to get my love. 
here's a message just for the attorneys out there. So you passed the bar, joined a firm, or even built your own. Now are you finding out that you're doing more administration than actual law practice? Lexicon can help. Lexicon is a legal technology provider with over a decade of experience streamlining administrative tasks like timekeeping, billing, and more. So you can focus on maximizing billable hours and increasing client satisfaction. Call 855-4-LEXICON or visit lexiconservices.com slash go to learn more. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. Have you been diagnosed with cancer? Do you use pesticides in your job? Specifically Roundup. Roundup, made by Monsanto, contains a chemical called glyphosate, which has been linked to cancer. If you've used Roundup and you have cancer, you may be entitled to a cash award. Over $10 billion has been set aside to pay users of Roundup who've been diagnosed with cancer. Time is almost running out out to file your claim. So if you've been diagnosed with cancer and you've used Roundup, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And time to file is almost gone, so please call right now. 800-535-6078-800-535-6078. 800-535-6078. That's 800-535-6078. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student Loan Advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free 5-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-433-0539 That's 800-433-0539 Paid for by Fix My Student Loans Wake up, people. You're optimizing every waking hour of your life. From carpooling kids, to work, to friends, and everything in between, you have to get sleep. And a bed that can perform as well as you do. Meet the next generation Sleep Number Smart Bed. It effortlessly adjusts to your shape, position, and movements. Learning how you sleep, so you learn to sleep better. Night after night. Sleep next level, only from Sleep Number. It's the biggest sale of the year. Save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus free home delivery when you add a base. Ends Monday. You know, exactly. over time, you know, the more and more you do something, Practice the better you perfect. get at it. Just like, you know, you Anything. didn't become this excellent at radio overnight. You Thank know, you. you know exactly when to say we got one minute left. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, because I'm so good looking. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Practice makes perfect. must be crazy. Use a D-O-G. And if you was my man, I would have been kicked you out of my house by now. This is what had happened. All right. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle and Jan Wall with you, nationally syndicated out of San Francisco and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to bring in Hollywood veteran director Randall Kleiser. He directed a lot of fantastic movies and uh, right off the top, Grease 
is probably the biggest one of all. But he has a new book, and it's called Drawing Directors. And you'd say, hmm, what's this about? Well, it's literally that. He, over the years, pays tribute to many film directors that he has admired because he sketched them. Randall, this is very interesting. When did you know that you had this talent to do these little portraits? Well, uh, it was in church. Uh, my parents used to take me to church, and I used to draw the choir because I was sitting there kind of bored. And then I I, I, I really enjoyed the, the, the technique called blind contour drawing where you, where you watch the, the, the subject and you move your pen and the eye at the same time so mm. that you, without, without looking down. And it's kind of an interesting challenge to try to make something that looks real. Randall, this is Jan Wall. Being with you, watching Greece and having you tell me the challenges of Greece, making that oh, movie yeah. was amazing. But just to tell people before we leave the thing about drawing directors, I mean, you've got Hitchcock in there. You've got some really amazing directors in there. Well, a lot of them. I, I was at USC Film School, and I got to see some of them there, and I got to meet uh um, Beach Blanket Bingo, <laughs> the, uh, I was observing there, and I got to meet Buster Keaton, who was sitting in a corner. Nobody knew who he was, and I went over and talked to him because I was a film student, very interested in, in what he could teach me about, uh, about comedy. And so, you know, uh, over the years, I've seen so many directors and been able to draw them at a distance, and, uh, and that's what's in the book, Drawing directors. Wow. So yeah. groovy. So I, let's yeah. go to Greece, if you don't mind, Rick. We'll go to Greece yeah. now. So, Greece, right. what surprised me when I was with you, Randall, watching Greece, is how tough and challenging it was for you to make this film. The studio wasn't behind you, right? Well, uh, actually, it was good because they left us alone, and I was my partner was Pat Birch, who was the choreographer of the original hit Broadway play, and uh, so she knew where all the beats were and how everything worked, and and I cast a lot of the uh, actors who were in the Broadway play, and they knew where the jokes were. So it wasn't that difficult. And, and uh, you know, we were kind of left alone by the studio. And, and uh, so the only challenging part was just trying to figure out how to make a big Hollywood musical when, when I had never done a movie before. Well, you had worked, you had directed John Travolta the year before in The Boy in the Plastic Bubble. From people who don't remember that, the entire country watched that on TV. And people still people still joke about it to this day. I mean, the Seinfeld did a thing on it as well. Um, so you knew him already, and how did that help you moving into the musical? Well, because John had never been the lead in a movie before Boy in the Plastic Bubble. He was a big hit on Welcome Back, Cotter, playing Vinnie Barbarino, mm-hmm. but he had never had the lead. And so uh, on Boy in the Plastic Bubble, it was a totally different character from Vinnie Barbarino. And then he went into Danny Zuko, which was a totally other different character. So he's a very good actor, and we, we just had a good bond on Boy in the Plastic Bubble, and, uh, and so he requested that I direct Grease. Wow. And uh, Olivia Newton-John was already a singing star, right? Yeah. Yeah, she, she really didn't want to do the movie at first because she had had a, one movie that didn't work uh, out in, in London. And uh, she didn't want to have another flop, so she was she was like not sure she wanted to do it. And John and I had to convince her. Uh, we did that by offering her 
a screen test so she could see how she looked next to John. She was a little worried that she's older than him. And, mm-hmm. uh, and she wasn't sure that the comedy would work. And, and so the test we did was the drive-in scene, and um, it worked, and she said yes. Well, let me ask you this. Speaking of old, uh, Rizzo, Stalker Channing, was 40, or at least she looked like it. Did that ever concern you guys? <laughs> well, wait a minute. She was about 33, I think. <laughs> but uh, all the, we had all the, you know, the, the movie was a fantasy. You know, it starts off with a cartoon. It ends with them flying away into the sky. So we figured that we could have older, seasoned actors, people who had been on stage with Greece and knew all this, all this the jokes and everything, uh, we just make it elevated into a sort of a surreal high school. He thinks uh, the sexuality, uh, especially Stock and Channing, I mean, there was some very heavy sexuality in this for high school. I mean, they were, they were doing, doing the whole thing. And then the other thing, and so I wondered if you ever had any pushback. And the other thing is, how many takes did, uh, say, Grease Lightning take to do? Oh, Grease Lightning, well, I think we shot that, well, it was in two sections, of course, the, the stuff in the, in the car shop and then this, the fantasy sequence, so it was two days. But um, the, the actors, the, the John and the, and the T-Birds and everyone, loved doing that because it was such a great song. And, and uh, so it, it, was, it, was, it was terrific. They had done it on stage, and so they were thrilled to put it on film. Um, oh. I think that, uh, you know, Pat came up with this idea of him coming down from the ceiling and uh, riding a, a, a um, engine, and that, that was all cool. It was all done there. A couple more questions for Randall Kleiser, his new book, Drawing Directors. Um, my dad loved your show of shows. He had me watch, and Sid Caesar's such a genius. And, of course, he plays the, the PE teacher, the baseball coach. Did he throw any old yarns, any old anecdotes at you? Well, we didn't have time to do that, but he did come up with a lot of improvs. John and, and Sid w- did the whole section of the um, him teaching him how to be a uh, jock. Mm-hmm. It was all made up. There was wow. nothing in the script that was written. That was all dialogue that they came up with. I just gave them the, <laughs> wow. the uh, setup, and then they did it. Yeah. Ah, and the studio left you alone, you say. So when it became this major hit, they must have just come after you and sent you a good fruit basket. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did have, um, there's another movie shooting at the same time called uh, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band that Robert Stigwood was producing. And at their cast and crew party, they had champagne and, and caviar, and we had hot dogs and hamburgers. <laughs> so they thought that was going to be the big hit. <laughs> I also uh, I, I want to throw a name at you because we recently just lost him Paul Rubens, the genius oh, of yeah. Pee Wee Herman yeah. and uh, your time doing his sequel well yes yeah, so I first met Paul as, as a friend and, and I visited the set of Pee Wee's Playhouse and I asked him then to do the voice for my movie Flight of the Navigator and he, he, he did that first and he, he used the name Paul Mall uh so that no one would know who he was. But the moment he laughed, everyone knew. And then he asked me to direct him in Big Top Pee Wee. And so we had a great time that summer doing uh, out at the Disney Ranch with all the animals and, and shooting that and, and having such a great cast. We had really wonderful people in that movie. And, and Paul, you know, it was his, his idea. And his, his, uh, I just tried to get, make him uh, give him what he wanted for that script. 
Got to ask you, too, about the Blue Lagoon because Brooke Shields, I mean, this is another movie I think we all saw in 1979 or 80, whatever it was. Where did you, did you shoot that in Hawaii or did you have to go to a more like exotic locale and what was it like? We went to an island called Nanuya Levu, which is in the Fiji, wow. uh, Fiji Islands. And it's now become like a big uh, honeymoon destination. It's, it's like cost $1,000 a night to go and, and go to the beaches where Brooke and Chris were running around naked. And, and they allow the, uh, <laughs> the tourists to do that themselves. <laughs> wow. They give them each a private beach. They give them each a private beach, anybody who shows up there. Well, I remember there was like a scandal, and I think Brooke Shields was on with Johnny Carson, and she said, I was wearing right. a bodysuit. I wasn't naked. Don't worry. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Well, we, uh-huh. had a, a, we had, we had a, um, a double for her, her stunt double, who, who broke her leg just before we started shooting. So we had no double down there. Mm. And so I asked the caterer to, to do double duty, <laughs> and so she became, she became Brooke's double, and she would make lunch and then run across the island and take her clothes off and swim around and... And uh, then go back and make dinner. That's how it worked. Mm. Wow, amazing! So you you really have done a lot with Hollywood at a time when it was different. It's so different now. What's your feeling about it right now? Do you think there's hope? Can we get another Grease out there? Can we see more musicals? Can we? Yeah. Well, look at Barbie. I mean, that's doing really, really well. And and Greta Gerwig, the director, said that Greece did influence her on the making of it. So, right. yeah, I think we have we have um, a future for for big movies and 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 also there's so many places that you can make films now for streaming services. There's so many channels and so many. Every day you turn around and there's a whole new series that pops up. So I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of work out out there. I have one more question for you. Yeah, no. sorry. Um, White Fang, the Jack London book, and you, you made that with a young Ethan Hawke. And, of course, he was a, you know, a cute young actor, but did you, and I really liked that movie when it came out, but did you know that he was going to be a guy who was going to you know, make over 100 movies? No, and, I'm, and also he's been directing movies quite well. So it's, I've, I run into him every once in a while, and, and we all reminisce about our time in Alaska, which was quite an adventure. Uh, we were there for the winter, and then we came back for the spring, and and we're dealing with the with the bear and all that, so it, it was a memorable experience to shoot that movie. Any stories wow. of peril in the Alaska wilderness? Well, uh, we did have the bear chasing e- uh, Ethan, and uh, I was really scared that uh, he, the bear might catch up to him. But luckily, he didn't. But in the movie, you can see him actually running from the real bear, and that was mm. that was a scary thing for me as a director. And that was Randall. Where's your book about your? Your life as a director. I mean, you've got so many stories. I'm working on it. That'll be my third Good. book. <laughs> Good. All right. Well, All right. Everybody, everybody should check this out. It's uh, You can go to randallkleiser.com. It's Randall with one L and K-L-E-I-S-E-R, and it's called Drawing Directors. Randall, we could talk to you all day. Thanks for coming by. Really? Thank Thanks, you sir. very much. Grant, Jan, great to hear from you. All right. Yeah, all right. nice Bye-bye. to see you. Good Bye, stuff. Honey. Jan, on the other side, I have a question for you. Sure. We'll do that next. Come on back.
Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495 That's 800-788-1495 Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trust Pilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances, heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. 800-867-6917. 800-867-6917. That's 800-867-6917. President Biden recently released a massive $6 trillion budget, the largest budget in U.S. history. And guess who pays the bill? That's right, you, the American taxpayer. American citizens and business owners will be paying more taxes. That's a fact. And if you owe back taxes, they will be coming after you to collect payments. In fact, President Biden also hired thousands more IRS agents to go after you. If you got a letter from the IRS and you know you owe back taxes or you haven't filed in years, don't put your head in the sand. Call us today. We've saved our customers millions of tax dollars. One quick, free phone call will show you how we can reduce your past tax bill and save you thousands. Guaranteed, or you pay nothing. Call now. 800-949-0039. 800-949-0039. That's 800-949-0039. Paid for by the Tax Helpline. What kind of music do you usually have here? Oh, we got both kinds. We got country and western. Tittle ate 200 chicken wings at your mama's house last night. Now, back to Fat Boy. That hurts my feelings. All right, uh, Jan Wall, I have a question for you. Yes, darling. And uh, I'll let you talk first. What did you, because I saw it, what did you think of Oppenheimer? Oh, I haven't gotten to see it yet. What? Oh, my God. Uh, You were in Norway. I can only remember I was in uh, far away in northern Norway. 
And I saw Barbie, but I haven't seen Oppenheimer. I'm seeing it tomorrow. <laughs> so next week I can tell you. But can you give me a pre-review? Uh, well, I don't want to. I won't tell you, you what happens. Ruin it for me. I'm not going to ruin you it for know you. I only listen to myself. I know, so and and worry. and me too. And then you, you you when I agree, you love me. When I disagree, I'm a schmuck. Um, right. But yes, of course. Um, it, it's it's one of those things where, of course, it's Christopher Nolan, so it's tense music at all times. Um, right, but I love his work. I love his vision. It's a lot. It's right. It's a movie. It's a movie as art. So a lot of you know, it's it's mostly uh, Killian Murphy's face and all these different images. But the thing that I found disappointing, first of all, it is it is three hours, and Oof. maybe an hour on the Manhattan Project and the other two hours on just being questioned by these congressional members and then robert downey jr oh. plays a character who i i don't know who he is and when they go to the future it's in black and white and the past is in color and so if they cut 45 minutes out of this movie i would say i would give it the the standing man in the chair but i'm just the really? man I, I i give it a c out of a b c d f wow interesting you know, I'm telling you, so many movies can really be helped with cutting. Um, I yeah. mean, as much as I really love Barbie, a good 15 minutes could have been cut out of that easily. Uh, with the Ken, there's some Ken stuff at the beach with the other Kens that just goes on. <laughs> it's like, ugh. But, um, yeah, I know. It's, um, oh, man, I wish my friend, the late Ross Hunter, was alive. He was a producer, and he always used to say, there's nobody telling anybody to cut. So nobody told Christopher Nolan. I mean, it's the inmates running the asylum. He got to decide everything through his own, you know, it's the auteur theory. It's the director. But sometimes it helps when somebody on the outside says, look, can you just take out 15 minutes? Yeah. Well, one director told me, and we got to run here. One director told me that you want the movie 90 minutes because you'll get an extra play in the theater. If you're three hours, what? you're not going to get the extra money because right. it's just too long. Hey, great to have but you back. But that's what they said to the Godfather. Well, I know. Dances I know. with wolves. Sometimes it's worth it. Sometimes it's right. not. You let me decide next week, Jenny. Okay, honey. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. We will come on back with comedian Chris Estrada in the studio. News. I'm Corey Myers. Police on the Hawaiian island of Maui bracing for what could be a devastating death toll as more than a thousand people are still missing. Search and rescue teams digging through the ash and rubble of what was the town of Lahaina. At least 111 people confirmed dead. 1,300 are missing. Meanwhile, the top Maui emergency management official, who didn't sound warning sirens as wildfires swept across the island, has resigned, effective immediately. Herman Andea's resignation came one day after he defended his decision to not activate those sirens. 
President Trump dismissing his indictment in Georgia as a witch hunt. Trump's attorneys recommended the trial start in April of 2026, which is over two years longer than the original date prosecutors are seeking. The election interference case is one of four criminal cases Trump's now dealing with and one of two taking place at the federal level. Special counsel Jack Smith and his team requested jury selection take place by December with the trial starting January 2nd. I'm Ryan Daniels. Meanwhile, former Attorney General Bill Barr rejecting the argument that it's unfair to try Donald Trump in court while he's running for president. Defenders of the former president say the proposed trial dates for Trump's January 6th related federal case and for the most recent Georgia case would conflict with the 2024 GOP nomination schedule. Barr rejected that argument and said you don't get immunity for two years just by saying you're a candidate. President Biden will meet today at Camp David with leaders from Japan and South Korea. White House officials say both countries and the U.S. will make a pledge at that summit to consult each other in moments of crisis. This is USA News. Hey, y'all. My name is Tierra, and a little thing that I love about the Chick-fil-A Spicy Chicken Biscuit is that it has the perfect amount of spice to jumpstart my day. Whoever thought of it, thank you so much. Hi, my name is Robert, and a little thing I love about Chick-fil-A Spicy Chicken Biscuit is the biscuit. It reminds me of my grandma's homemade biscuit. It's always buttery and savory. Then you add the spices, instant classic. Order the Spicy Chicken Biscuit on the Chick-fil-A app today. Real Chick-fil-A guests paid for their testimonials. The biannual blowout is just a week away, and we've got a lot of work to do. Keenan's Rug Emporium is rolling out a Labor Day bonanza. He needs 10 new sales associates as the crowds loom large. Someone run a stock check on all the Moroccan 8x10s? Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Bots are apparently better at solving CAPTCHA tests than humans. The puzzles that require a person to pick certain images before accessing a website are supposedly a method to prove a user is really a human. A study out of the University of California, Irvine, pitted people against bots specifically programmed to solve CAPTCHA tests. And it turns out the bots came out on top. Bring on the sizzle. Brie Tennis has more. Their name translates to sash, as in the strips resemble that, and we've been eating them since the 1930s, although their name didn't come along until about 1969. They're decidedly Tex-Mex from southwest Texas, grilled meat with onion and peppers. It's a very simple dish served on a sizzling skillet, originally made with beef, now chicken, pork, even tofu. Taste Atlas says San Antonio eats the most fajitas, followed by San Diego, Sacramento, and Phoenix. The Writers Guild of America still in discussions with Hollywood Studios. Yesterday, the WGA met with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers to continue negotiations toward ending the writer strike, which has been going on now for over 100 days. The CEOs of several major studios are also expected to host a meeting later today to discuss the next moves they think they should take. I'm Corey Myers, USA News.
This is Ron Barr. Be sure to check out Sports Byline and the 8Side Network's outstanding eight-part podcast series, Behind the Barrier, Voices from the Negro Leagues. Hear Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, and others share their stories of the Negro Leagues, the challenges that the players face, and the importance of Negro League baseball to the game's history. Behind the Barrier is available now on the iHeart Podcast Network and all podcast platforms, including Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, and Pandora. Check out Behind the Barrier. Everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800 800-293-0328. 800-293-0328. 800-293-0328. That's 800-293-0328. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Hour two underway. Rick Tittle with you nationally syndicated out of San Francisco and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. I remember being on the Autobahn a few years ago listening to AFN. I'm on The Voice, that channel. I was listening to The Eagle, which was uh, classic rock. But anyway, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, National Guard, Space Force, Delta Force, whatever force you're with, you're doing a great job keeping us safe and allowing us to do this frivolity and mirth. So thank you for that. Stay safe. Come home soon. We're also on the internet as we stream along sportsbyline.com. You go there, click listen live. Any emails, you can send those to rick at sportsbyline.com. Also, twitch.tv. I'm going to have the Twitch camera on our guest in studio coming up in the next segment. It's Chris Estrada, stand-up comedian at the Punchline. Hopefully it's okay that he's on camera with <laughs> everything, the S word, which I said the other day and everybody panicked. Like it was some sort of racial slur. Uh, there is uh, when people don't work and they're actors, and it's the S word. Yes, uh, I and I'm that scared to say it now because uh, I talked about it for one second last week and Mount Vesuvius uh, erupted. Uh, but he is a very good actor and he has a show. And if you Google him, you can just figure out what that is. But he is—he can talk about his stand-up comedy. Is that the world-famous punchline right down here? On Battery Street. A little bit later, we will uh, check in with uh, Carmine Marino, ProWagering, ProWagering.com, about the uh, summer racing, the ponies this weekend as well, and your calls wherever you are in North America, toll free 1 800 878 play. 
1-800-878-7529. Also, TuneIn app, iHeartRadio app, Stitcher app. On your TV, CRN Digital Plus 2, the cable radio network, Channel 2, and your cable provider in 35 million homes. Homes, if you want to tweet at me or X at me, whatever, it's at Rick Tittle as I enunciate my T's. Facebook fan page, so many fans, so famous. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle uh, is uh, there as well. So we'll take a quick break. We'll come on back. Chris Estrada in the studio. He's at the punchline. you got to go see him tonight and tomorrow. Come on back. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, if you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable, priced at only $297 for a full pair. And no, these are not simply amplifiers. These are ultra-high quality, ultra-reliable hearing aids, priced thousands less than other hearing aids. They fit right in your ear, nothing shows on the back of your ear, and at only $297 for a full pair. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case, and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number. Call now. 800-278-1738-800-278-1738-800-278-1738-800-278-1738. That's 800-278-1738. How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning-fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing-fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it, you get your money back. But you're going to love it. And you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than two bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees, and our 15 day guarantee. Call now 800 617 5145. 800 617 5145. 800 617 5145. That's 800 617 5145. One out of two Americans thinks their life is worthy of a book. Here's another startling stat. You may be one of the 15% of people who bothered to start your book and one of the 6% that got halfway through it, but your gem of an idea likely died. Or did it? Some published authors are making significant money, so join the ranks of the successful people that finish their books with help from Dorrance Publishing. Call right now and our experienced editors and writers will explain to you what it's going to take to get your book completely written, published, and then taken to market to sell it. It's a free consultation, so call right now. Find out how much time and money it takes to finally get that book idea of yours published. Make your dreams happen. Call Doran's Publishing right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. 
hour two of titillating sports. You thought it couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk. Yes, couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk. Yes, hour two of titillating sports. Hey. Check out Channel 9. Check out Rick Tittle. All right. Thank you for that. And uh, check out the uh, twitch.tv camera there. There he is. It's Chris Estrada, the stand-up comedian. He is at the world-famous Punchline uh, tonight and tomorrow. Chris, welcome to the show. And I know you've done kind of a long run. You came in on Wednesday. Came in on Wednesday. I'm here Wednesday through Saturday. And Wednesday, Thursday, that's when the the true comedy fans, your fans, kind of turn up, right? Yeah, that's when they come up. That's when they go, you know what? We got nothing left to live for. How surreal is it to do? <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. We're going to get hammered on a Wednesday night. <laughs> How surreal is it? I mean, it's it's one thing to come up and do a bowling alley or a mall or an open mic, but you're at the yeah. punchline, and I'm not just saying this because it's our hometown club, but I mean, you think about Robin Williams. I mean, oh, everybody came Richard Pryor, yeah. everyone. It's a legendary club. And you know what's funny is I used to come up here to do, like, bar shows mm-hmm. like when I, I live in los angeles so one of the things that la comics do is they love to come up here for stage time we'll come up here for a week i used to do an open mic at a laundry place right here like a laundromat in chinatown yeah it was called the brainwash right right. yeah and mm-hmm. i used to come up here and do that in between shows and stuff and so it's a it's really cool to be headlining the punchline for the first time now you were you got a late start you yeah. were like 29 or 30 right yeah i was 29 when i started comedy Usually everybody starts around like 18, 19, 21. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? I'm going to ruin my life first. <laughs> I'm going to ruin my life first. And then when I have nothing else, I'll start. Now, you worked in a warehouse just yeah. like Bill Burr worked in a warehouse. That's, yeah, yeah, that's right. I worked at a warehouse. Worked at a warehouse for a few, on and off for quite a few years. I always I always tell people before stand-up or before I got some inklage of success in stand-up, I used to work three bad jobs to pay me what one bad job would pay me <laughs> so i worked everything i was like a, i worked in construction i worked demolition i was a valet driver i did uh data entry i worked at warehouses i used to clean somebody's house i used to do gardening wow <laughs> yeah. you know that's the thing too is i'm sure when you look back at the warehouse yeah how many guys were like dude you're hilarious you should go for it and how many were like shut up you ain't gonna be a success well, you know what's so funny? I used to tell, I used to almost not tell any of them mm. that I was a comedian. Because one time I was telling this guy that I'm like, hey, I am a comedian and like, you know, I have some good things happening for me. And he looked at me and said, yeah, man, we, we got to unload this truck. <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, you know what? Nobody got time to hear, listen to your pipe dreams, you know? He's like, I believe you, but mm-hmm. we got something to do. <laughs> right. It's like another guy's got a screenplay, and another yeah. guy's going to be in the Indianapolis 500. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly it. So um, I just think about how great it is that, you know, Seinfeld said there's no grad school for it. You just have to get up there, and from day one, you're a professional. Oh, yeah. And so... What was your? I like to tell a story when Ryan Hamilton was in here years ago, yeah. and he's from Rexburg, Idaho, and he drove like five hours in the snow to do a bar show in Montana for twenty bucks. Jesus, no one listened. The lady that owned it headbutted him, and he's driving back with an ice pack on his head for twenty bucks. And he said, "I guess if I don't quit now, I'm never going to quit." Yeah. What was your moment when you're like, you know what, screw this? You know what? I remember like a year into comedy, I went to go do. Uh, I went to go do a show and it was in a pretty rough neighborhood 
and this tatted up Mexican dude. I'm Mexican, and this tatted up Mexican dude. I did, I was taking a little long to get to a joke. I, I was trying to figure it out, you know. Mm -hmm. And then he got up, and he pounded the table, and he was like, "If you don't get to the joke, I'm gonna beat your ass." <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, "You know what?" Uh, that's when I said, this guy probably lives by the motto of, like, a brevity is the, <laughs> you know, brevity. Right. He's a fan of the bard. Yeah. He's a, is a <laughs> yeah. He's like, get to it, my man. We, we ain't got time to listen to your life story. So that was Ernesto, I hate setups, Martinez. Yes, that was. Yeah. I hate long-winded setups. Oh, yeah. He, he would hate uh, Daniel Sloss. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm not here for long-form comedy. <laughs> I'm a Mitch Hedberg fan. Get to it. <laughs> exactly. So who were some of your uh, influences that uh, you looked up to? You know, some of my influence I looked up to was people like Colin Quinn. I mm -hmm. love Colin Quinn. Really funny guy. Greg Giraldo was yeah. a guy that I really enjoyed. Ivy Leaguer. Ivy Leaguer. Dude was yeah, a lawyer. Yeah. He I went know. to Harvard. Yeah. Then threw it away to be a comic. And then threw his life away then, with yeah, drugs. You know, I know. Horrible. Sad. And then uh, Patrice O'Neill was somebody I was a big fan of. Yeah. But I also love people who do a little more experimental stuff like um, Maria Banford is a really funny com sure. uh, comedian. Uh, Lori Kilmartin, who was a Bay Area comic. Yeah. I she, love Lori. She, she's been in her a lot. She dated a guy who went to my high school. We're no both way. from the East Bay. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's from up here. Yeah. yeah she's. Mm -hmm. She was one of the first comics that... When she told me, like, good set in L.A. and we were on the show together, oh. it meant something to me, yeah. you know? Because she had great Conan sets. She was a writer on Conan. and yeah, She, she was a writer on Tough Crowd with Colin Quinn. Great panel show back in the day. Yeah. That show was a little ahead of itself, I think. It is really ahead of itself. Yeah, because it was really kind of like, it was ahead of itself. It was that round table, and Colin Quinn would throw out topics, and everyone would come in on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was great. I remember when um, Bobby Kelly was in here, and we were talking about Geraldo, and... He and Bobby was like, he goes, I got to lift up every rock to find a Robert Kelly fan. And Geraldo was like <laughs> handsome and so funny. And they, he goes, I used to get so mad at him. But I think my favorite ever, and of course, it's just jokes, people relax. But my favorite ever roast joke, because he just destroyed. Oh, he was the king. He was, yeah, he destroyed. <laughs> and they, and Ice-T was there. Yeah. And he said, Ice-T's so old, the money he got from his first album, he bought his freedom. <laughs> yeah, killed me. <laughs> I remember that. I think that was the flavor flavoros. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He he was a master, man. I love that guy. Just just absolutely gloves off. Yeah, killing. I was a big fan of Jerry Seinfeld as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he did tell me I sucked one time. Really? You know what's really funny? And he was right. I did. I was performing at the Improv in Los Angeles, but they have a side room called the Improv Lab, and it's a small room fits around like maybe thirty to forty people. And I had a buddy, him and his friend were running the show, but it was a, it was a challenge show. And they were, and it was kind of annoying because you couldn't go up and just do your stand up. You would pick a challenge from a bucket, like a pull out a paper. Right. And I came in and the, the challenge was to play the piano as I do my set. And I, I clear, I don't know how to play the piano. <laughs> so I just start, and I couldn't figure out how to say my jokes while playing, hitting keys on the piano. So I just started saying, the dirtiest street jokes that I could remember. <laughs> and then in the main room, Jerry Seinfeld was in the main room and my buddy who was running the show bumped into him in the hallway and said, Hey, would you like to come and do a guest set on my show? 
of course he's not going to make him do the challenge and he walks in during my set where i'm hitting the keys <laughs> and just saying the dirtiest stuff and everybody was laughing but i didn't know he was in there everybody was laughing at him <laughs> looking at me in disgust and i remember thinking to myself wow like everybody's laughing i must be like eddie murphy now where i'm like i'm not saying funny things i'm being i'm emanating funny all right when i got off stage he said, hey, everyone, we have a special guest. Give it up for Jerry Seinfeld. And the first thing he said was, who was that guy? That was awful. That was so, awful. That's so mean. I, I hope that he should not continue doing that. <laughs> and he talked about me for like a minute. It killed me. It was so funny. Uh, it was so funny. Right. I, I wanted to be like in that Constanz, uh, that Seinfeld episode where Constanza got into the pool. And right, he was right. like, and the woman walks in on him. And he was like, it was cold. I wanted to yell out, it was a challenge show, Jerry. It was a challenge show. It shrinks. <laughs> uh, do you know you're going up against him tonight? Seinfeld is at a casino about an hour north of here. There you go. That man's always haunting me. <laughs> He's still he on. He did this on purpose. He's still on your ass. Yeah. Uh, we got another segment here. Uh, I didn't even ask you. Can you stay another segment? Yeah, of course. All right, let's do it. Chris Estrada at the punchline. Come on back. Who's watching me? Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for $120 with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-965-1295. 800-965-1295. 800-965-1295. That's 800-965-1295. Life insurance is one of those things that just about everybody needs, but few people actually have. Hey, if you die unexpectedly without life insurance, guess what? You'll leave your family with even a bigger mess. Life insurance will help replace your family's income. It'll help cover burial expenses. Life insurance can even help pay off debt like credit cards and medical bills. Life insurance can even pay for college. And if you own a business and you die, life insurance can help your business from collapsing. It can even help cover estate taxes. Life insurance has never been more affordable and needed. Plus, you can always shop around even if you have a plan and save some money. So call the Life Insurance Quote Line right now for free Pricing information. 800-915-9654-800-915-9654-800-915-9654. That's 800-915-9654. 
Can your IRA stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps? By allocating a percentage of your IRA into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your IRA back on the gold standard. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA. The only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Call now for your free gold and silver report. Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call and learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group, empowering faith-driven stewardship. 800-211-6008-800-211-6008-800-211-6008. That's 800-211-6008. Und jetzt das Platznehmen der Amerikaner. drinking that haterade and bow down to ricky t y'all all right i forgot to tweet it i just tweeted it now that chris estrada is in studio <laughs> with me and uh during the break he's at the punchline by the way tonight and tomorrow you want to make sure you get down there and check him out um but during the break we found out that we both speak punk and we're both huge punk fans and you were just saying you run into keith morris of the circle jerk yeah i run into him in l.a yeah, sometimes I would see him in L.A. Like I was walking out of a liquor store one time and he was walking in and he's kind of a jittery guy. So I kind of was just like, <laughs> I just said, what's up, Keith? And he said, hey, how you doing? And then just kept walking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the amazing thing about that, too, is that one of my favorite bands is The Descendants. I love The Descendants. Come on, Milo goes to... Oh, man, I love Milo. So yeah. Bill Stevenson, the drummer, yep. he worked on... They had the same fishing boat or what is this story? Oh. Well, Keith had a fishing boat, and then Bill was a little kid. And he, yeah, yeah. And they're all Hermosa Beach guys. Right. They all grew up in like the South Bay of Los Angeles, and right. they all yeah, they all come from that kind of part of town where they used to fish and like right off the pier in Hermosa it's like Beach. That song uh, Catalina, yes. you know, by Descendants. Yeah, yeah. that's so, so cool. Uh, see, that was right. So, how old are you, may I ask? I'm 38. I was going to say you're in your yeah. 30s, and I'm 20 years older than you. Yeah. So. Uh, Old enough to be your dad. <laughs> I paid a lot for this hair piece, by the way. Yeah, it looks good. It's hard getting you uh, yak hair out of the Ukraine right now. <laughs> so I'm glad I got it. Anyway, uh, am I sweating glue? Yeah. These are these old <laughs> Bob Hope jokes. Um, but uh, I, I appreciate guys like you who yeah. sort of got into this after the fact. I mean, yeah. You had punk bands growing up, but I mean the classic stuff from the 70s. And oh, 80s. yeah. That's the stuff I grew up like. I grew up into the stuff that was of my era as well, but mm -hmm. the stuff that, like, I first got into the stuff from my era, which was like no effects and bands out of this, out of here, out of the bay, you mm -hmm. know? And then, but when you get in that stuff, what's great about it is you start, you start looking back and you, you start seeing, okay, who are the bands that influenced this band or whatever? And that's when I got into like the Sex Pistols, the Clash, a lot of bay bands like the Dead Kennedys, mm -hmm. the Avengers, Crime, all these amazing like bay area san francisco bands mm -hmm. but also like the ramones i love the ramones sure yeah got into all that stuff um so suicide tendencies 
because I say that because they had the the sort of Latino feel with Mike yeah. Muir. They dressed and, like cholos. Yeah. yeah. The um, the bassist um, Louis, uh, the, who went to Metallica. Oh yeah, Robert. Uh, Robert, yeah, uh, yeah, Trujillo, Trujillo, he's yeah. been on the show. Oh, he's a good dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah never met him, but really he's a sweet nice guy. guy. Yeah. And he goes, call me anytime, and I'm too scared. But I had him on one time. Man, call him anytime. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to ask you this too. By the way, we're with Chris Estrada. You see him on the Twitch TV. Um, I, I was talking to a um, Mexican American comedian the other day who hates the term Latin X. Yeah. He says Latino, Latina, and of course now because of the whole gender thing. Yeah. Do you have an opinion or no opinion on Latin X? I, you know, we're getting deep now. Oh yeah, we're getting deep. Let's get into it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think to myself, I'd like to be an X Men character. <laughs> no, Latin X Men. As an X Men, yeah, a Latin X Men. No, I kind of my opinion is really, hey, if you want, I I think of myself as Latino, and that's uh -huh. usually what I go by. Right. Uh, I don't go by Latin X because I'm not like. I'm not like uh, yeah. non-binary or gender fluid. I'm just a dude. But like, <laughs> so I'm like, why take something from them if that's? But right. if they, I, my kind of thought on it is, hey, if that's what you want to go by, I could care well, less. That's, a, that's the thing too. It's yeah. just like it, I don't care what religion you are or what team you root for. Yeah. I mean, it does, yeah. If that makes you happy, then go ahead. Yeah, go for it. I, don't, I could give. Yeah, yeah I don't care. Um, I know that um, when you were working on shows, you worked with Matt Ingebrigtsen. Yeah, who, Matt Ingebrigtsen. I think is I've had him on the show. Corporate is <sighs> such a genius show. I love corporate. It, those are my buddies, Matt Ingebrigtsen, Jake Weissman, oh, and yeah. Pat Bishop. They created corporate, and those are my friends. Who uh, man, I just love those guys. They've mm -hmm. really changed my life. So deadpan. Yeah. I had Jake on the show too. Yeah, and when I had him on, he was talking about corporate, about how they were coming up with it, and I yeah. thought, yeah, whatever. And I'm like. Oh, I should have been paying more attention because you guys really did come up with something genius. Yeah, corporate yeah. Is, was so... F you know what they, what they described corporate as? I loved it when they told me they pitched it. They pitched it as the office meets American cycle. <laughs> and that is corporate. That's what corporate was. No doubt. And I know you've also worked with the great Fred Armisen, too. Worked right? with Fred Armisen. That's right. Yeah. Worked with him. Uh, I co-created and uh, starred in a show called This Fool that he's an EP on. And I co-created it with Matt Ingebrigtsen, and Jake Weissman, and Pat Bishop. But, yeah. And then I recently got to open for Fred. He he does this really cool show called... Mm -hmm. um, it's a comedy show called uh, Comedy for Musicians. But if you're not a musician, you're also invited. <laughs> and he had me come up and do like 10 to 12 minutes right before he That's went. Great. Yeah. yeah, I saw his one-man show on bassists over yes. here at the Great Amusement. Because he had the one on drums that yes. was on Netflix or probably Yeah, yeah, whatever. yeah. And it, it's, it, he, did the, he, he had a famous bassist, the guy from, um, oh, I forget who it was now. But um, what's the name of the, uh, well, I'll figure it out later. But the thing I love about Fred is every time I hear a Saturday Night Live comedian interview, yeah. like Bill Hader said he would throw up before the show, and uh, like Will Forte said that he, he didn't think his mouth would move, he was so nervous, is that Fred was never scared, and when they would take the summer off, he'd like, I can't wait to get back and start doing shows again. Like, he's absolutely the most fearless yeah. performer they ever met. Yeah. Even before, uh, like, those shows that I did with him, he would look pretty calm and collective right before going on stage almost like nothing phases him <laughs> <laughs> right yeah so um during the pandemic did you do the zoom shows or the park shows drive-ins 
no, I did Zoom shows. I thought, I'm not going to do this. And then somebody asked me, and I said, you know what? I'm willing to humil- humiliate myself. <laughs> uh, it's humiliating to do Zoom shows. I was like, how starved for attention am I that I'm doing a Zoom show? But the thing is, it's like, this, this job, normally I'm by myself. I get yeah. no feedback. That's right. And I'll, you know, I try, I'll say something funny now, and I'm not a comedian. And yeah. then maybe three years later, I'll see somebody at the Coliseum, and they'll say, dude, that was hilarious. And I'll be like, oh, thanks. But for you, yeah. and comedians tell me they're doing a Zoom and they're getting no feedback, and all I can think of is, I'm bombing. I'm dying right now. Yeah. But like, no, they're laughing. You can't hear them. Yeah, you can't hear them. Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes the hosts would be like, hey, turn off your mics <laughs> and turn up. And I'd be like, all right, well, I'm not going to hear anyone. <laughs> yeah. Was that, um, uh, I mean, did you ever do like this show? Like, I know in New York they had Tiny Cover. They were up on the rooftops. And Sam Marill did a special yeah, on the rooftops. Yeah, he did a special, great yeah. special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did, I did outdoor shows. Yeah. I did some outdoor shows. Um parking lot shows kind of weird things like that and i was like i can't wait for this to be over (laughs) so the other thing too is that um you know i know nowadays because of these tiktok people influencers yeah i know comedy shows will book these people because they know they're going to sell out i understand yeah absolutely but they haven't sort of paid their dues and also they'll get on stage with maybe a tight 15 and they got to go 45 to an hour and they have nothing that's right so what what's it like when these people kind of like I mean I guess it's okay to jump the line if you're brilliant yeah but yeah. but when you jump the line and you don't know what you're doing is that frustrating you know it's a yes it it can be you know on a personal level because you're like man I work so hard but then also you're just like man these comedy clubs they need people in there this is sometimes you think to yourself like if I'm trying to be mature about it I go you know what they put butts in seats. They're selling out a bunch of shows. This cu- Let's get these guys in there, these men and women influencers in there, so this club could survive and then get me in there. Look <laughs> <laughs> at it that way, right? Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to not live with hate in my heart. <laughs> right. That makes me think of your uh, Ryan Gosling chunk. Yes. Which is, you know, I'm, I'm going to do your act for you, but mm-hmm. it's it's basically you hated hearing that he was a nice guy because you're yeah. like, well, you're handsome. I need the nice guys. Yeah, I need that. nice guy stuff. I don't think. <laughs> I always say this: being nice is an ugly people quality. <laughs> You know, like if whenever I find out some like really good looking guys, nice, I go, great. Now I got to compete with you. That's annoying. It's like, no, 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 leave that to us. Because I've never walked into a room and then got some got like a woman like just by appearance. It takes me about a week of charm, you know. Let's think about um, Bobby Lee. When, yeah. Whenever he was in here, he would say, like, you won the genetic gen- genetic lottery. You're, you're tall. You don't have to work for attention. I'm like, do you really think? But like I'm six two. That, that, yeah. That's not even that tall. That, yeah. but he's under the impression. And by the way, it's funny you were talking about Seinfeld being in the audience. You didn't know it. You know, Bobby Lee usually gets naked, or at least yeah, yeah. His underpants. Yeah. And when he was starting off, he was at Caroline's in Manhattan, and he did a thing where he got down to his underpants, and no one laughed. And then he got naked, and it was crickets. And so he was sweating bullets. He came off the stage real fast, holding all his clothes, and Chris Rock was standing there. And Chris Rock said to him, he goes, I'll never forget it. He said, what are you doing, man? Yeah. And and Bobby goes, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he says it haunts him to this day. I love that. Uh-huh. I love that. Because that's kind of a quintessential New York comedy. Mm-hmm. And I love New York comics. I was informed by New York comedy a lot. But like, it's the quintessential like, dude, 
we have jokes. <laughs> well, that's yeah. why I like, as I mentioned, Sam and, yeah. and, and Mark Norman and Joe List. Uh, oh, yeah. And every different comedian, as long as you're funny, and we'll watch. But whenever I go to New York and go to the cellar in the VU, Fat Black, the yep. Strip, and have you done those clubs? Yeah, or? I actually just got passed at the cellar. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Like a, Congrats. A, like a week and a half ago, I was in New York and had an audition. Was Esty and Liz yep, there? Yeah. Esty was there. She watched me. It was, a, wow. it was a real big honor to go there. You so know? who are your two wrecks? I didn't have wrecks. That's the problem. Wow. I, I kind of went with things stacked against me because I got it through my agent. And they... I'm, hey, that's... Usually, you need two wrecks to even get looked at. Yeah. But wow. luckily, I got it through my agent, and she said, yeah, we'll give him a shot. And then I kind of went up with things against me because they, you know, they're kind of like, he's coming in with Rex. He's an L.A. guy. Mm-hmm. You know, is he going to be an a-hole or whatever? <laughs> and then I went up, and I did really well, and then I felt really good about it. She was like, she told me, she was like, great job. And That's that was, amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, you don't have to wait for the seller. You can go see him at the Punchline tonight. You can see him tomorrow night. Chris Estrada, thanks for coming in, man. Yeah, man, thanks for having me. I really appreciate this. Good meeting you. I'm yeah. Rick Tittle. We'll come on back on the other side with some open lines. has big savings on everything you need for back to school or stocking up the office. Save on signs, banners, and posters from Staples Print and Marketing Services. Save on everything you need for travel, like luggage, tech, and travel size personal items. Plus, save on all your school essentials, from notebooks to markers. Now at Staples, you can save even more with $20 back in rewards on your in-store purchase of $50 or more. Get everything for the office and the classroom for less at Staples. Ends 819. Redeemable in-store only. Rewards members only. Attention homeowners, it's not if something's going to break, it's when. That's homeownership. If your dryer, your refrigerator, or your AC and heating breaks, that's an expensive call. And who do you call? Make it easy on yourself and call Choice Home Warranty. We've already done the research and have access to 25,000 technicians that can be at your home quickly. We've covered close to 2 million homes in the United States. There's a good chance your neighbors work with us. Call us right now before the next breakdown. We'll tell you everything that's covered in your home and give you the first month free with our ironclad 30-day money-back guarantee. Call now and learn how to get your free month. 800-392-7027. 800-392-7027. That's 800-392-7027. Limitations and exclusions apply. First month free with purchase of single plan. Visit choicehomewarranty.com for more details. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student Loan Advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. 
take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-433-0539 That's 800-433-0539 Paid for by Fix My Student Loans Here's a message just for the attorneys out there So you passed the bar, joined a firm, or even built your own Now are you finding out that you're doing more administration than actual law practice? Lexicon can help Lexicon is a legal technology provider with over a decade of experience streamlining administrative tasks like timekeeping, billing, and more, so you can focus on maximizing billable hours and increasing client satisfaction. Call 855-4-LEXICON or visit lexiconservices.com slash go to learn more. It doesn't really matter. I, uh, I don't like my job, and uh, I don't think I'm going to go anymore. Tittle thinks there's a direct correlation between dogs and lightning. I do think a lot of dumb stuff. That is true. But Chris Estrada, very polite man. And I'll tweet out the picture. I can't believe I'm 20 years older than the guy. Rick, you're getting up there. I know. What can I do? Father time is undefeated. All right. There are uh, four schools in the Pac-12. Well, there's actually 12. We didn't have to play the whole season, right? It's very weird when we're like, oh, there's only four schools left. Like, no, there's 12. There's going to be four. But there are some very powerful figures connected to both Stanford as well as Southern Methodist that are on a campaign to get those schools in the ACC to stay Power Five. And they're like, yeah, and Cal. Now, you might have heard this. But it's George W. Bush and Condoleezza Rice a president, and a secretary of state. And Condi, as I call her, because we're pretty tight. No. Uh, Condoleezza Rice is a Stanford professor. She's at the Hoover Institute down there. It's just Schultz used to run that thing. Um, and then uh, Laura Bush, our former first lady, she went to SMU. And also George W. Bush's library is located on the campus of SMU there in Dallas. I always think it's weird, the presidential library. I remember being in Simi Valley, driving by the Reagan one. I'm going to have my own library. Can I check out the Da Vinci Code? Yeah, we don't have it. You don't have it. Can I check out Fifty Shades of Grey? No. How about Memoirs of a Geisha? We have Memoirs of a Geisha? Like, nah, never mind. And it's not unusual for influential members of a university to embark on lobbying efforts, correct? But <laughs> it's an interesting wrinkle in this wave of college realignment 
it's just this monsoon that washed over the Pac-12 and annihilated it. I don't want to say overnight because when the U.S. Uh, the LA schools, USC, UCLA, they said we're leaving. I'm like we'll be all right. We got ten schools. We got the we got markets. We got the Bay Area, Denver, Phoenix, Seattle. We'll be okay. Um, there was one no vote that kept them from already that Stanford, Cal, and SMU from already going to the ACC. And so <laughs> you don't have to wait four years. Apparently they can just reconvene and vote again. And for Stanford's perspective, there's urgency because the Cardinal will have no home next July. And to make matters worse, their decision is the domino. Everyone is waiting on Stanford. Why would they wait on Stanford and not Cal or SMU? As they say, follow the money. An endowment. I still, you can get some financial expert in here and explain to me what an endowment is. And I still don't get it. It's all the money that you have. Through what? Through tuition? Through grants? Kind of, but not really. Can you spend your endowment? Not really. So it's what you're worth. No, nah, it's more than that. Well, how is it more than that? Well, it's the uh, is it the operating budget? No. <laughs> so <clears throat> it's sort of like uh, my cousin who was uh, working for an IT company, and I go, so what do you do? And he's like, you know how when you turn on your computer? And I went, yeah. He goes, that's us. I go, what do you mean? The I, the, the OS, the operating system? He's like, ha, ha, sounds good, Rick. What did I say? Sounds good, man. No, what, what? He goes, you know when you turn on your phone? Yeah, that's us. So you, you're the battery? Ha, ha. I love how you act like you don't know. I don't know what you do. And then he gets all mad. Why are you playing dumb? You haven't explained it. He goes, we don't understand. I go, look, I'm pretty good with computers. I'm a nerd. The only academic award I won in my life was a computer science award from Bank of America. I'm pretty good on computers. Tell me what you do. Ah, sounds good, Rick. It's, <laughs> it's like people at Salesforce. If you ask anyone who works at Salesforce what they do, here's their reaction. I'm so sick of explaining what I do. This is all people ask. Well, what is it you do? He said, well, what do you think we do? I'm like, we're going to play this game. All right, I'll play the game. Is it like when I click on a, uh, you know, a A's jersey on the internet and I look at it and I don't want to buy it. And then for the next five months, every time I turn on my computer, an A's jersey will pop up in the corner and go, hey, still want to buy it? I go, is that what you do? And they're like, no. I'm like, okay, then I... I have no idea. Never mind. But follow the money to Stanford. Could that endowment and getting it in, could it enter a conference for free? There are some people that said, well, maybe they'll let Stanford in for free because their endowment is so big and that will just make the conference that much richer. By the way, do you know what Stanford's endowment is? It's the, no, you won't, so I'll tell you. It's the fourth largest in the country. $36.3 billion. 
That's tuition, room, and board with a dorm. I guess it's the same as room. Uh, it's a billion a year. Now, $36.3 billion. Now, the ACC's television contract with ESPN does include a pro-rata clause, which means that ESPN will have to increase the deal by one share for every new member. So it's like making a cocktail, three parts, Jack Daniels, and a container of purple Kool-Aid. Anybody get that Dead Kennedys reference? No one. Um, so it's, it, it's basically, if you have 10 teams and now you add an 11th and a 12th, then you got to divide the money by 11 and 12 and then think, well, what's the share? And then you got to kick that up. So you're not actually dividing it between the schools, but you're figuring out what they're worth and you got to tack it on. And what would that mean? That'd be 20 to 25 million. So with deep pocketed boosters and a desire to go to a powerful conference, Cal and Stanford have always been in one and are for one more year. Lame duck. SMU has never been in one. And they are prepared to forego any TV money for the first seven years in the league. That's how bad they want to get in. And I'm sure Cal and Stanford are like, what are you doing? What? They get the Dallas market? That is a huge market. And you don't have to get a TV share for seven years? And Cal and Stanford are like, and then they're like, well, why are we, why are we paying Cal? <laughs> Cal football invents new ways to suck. And yes, they put five guys in the NFL every year, and if you go down the line, how many players are in the NFL from Alabama, Ohio State, Notre Dame, you know, USC, then what, Cal? Why does Cal have more players than Penn State and Florida State and Washington and Oregon? And you're like, well, that's what they do. But they're t- when they're on the team, they stink as a team. So Cal, by the way, has the country's highest athletic department debt. And it's amazing. Well, it's mostly because of the changes that happened to Memorial Stadium which is still a rickety old wooden bench stadium in Strawberry Canyon there. They do have a beautiful new press box because Jeff Tedford brought success there and then they fired him, stupidly. Right. The debt of Cal's athletic department is $450 million. But here's the thing, too. It is a state school. What state entity is not operating on a debt? I remember when I was in college, the highest-paid state employee was Terry Donahue, the head coach at UCLA, state employee. So if at the very least the ACC receives $60 million in new money, so $20 million, let's say ESPN has to give them $20 million for Cal Stanford, SMU, $60 million, and Cal takes SMU's share because they gave it up, where does that money go? Does it start going into paying off their debts? In theory of it, a portion is distributed across the conference to offset ca- uh, travel costs. But then what would happen to the rest of it? Either way, all this new money coming into the league is good for the league. But ACC schools are handcuffed for another 13 years as part of a binding agreement tied to ESPN. And 
You'll remember that seven ACC schools were involved this spring in an organized effort to explore an exit path from the conference, such as dissolving the league entirely. They were, yeah, we didn't talk about it very much 3,000 miles over here, but the disgruntled league members are still disgruntled. And additional cash from the expansion does not save everything because everybody's like, well, where's it going? Who, why does somebody get more? Why is someone not paying? How much do, why, do, why do they get more than us? There's no clear plan for it. That's the issue. Distributing the money. And as you know, two no votes, or maybe you didn't, Florida State and Clemson, the big boys, especially Clemson, massive football schools. Clemson school is on an old slave plantation. We talked about that. They don't want other schools coming in even though it would be more money. So <laughs> if you want performance-based distribution, so you get a, a pool of money and the teams that get the highest TV ratings get more money, not even who wins, eyeballs. Why do you think Notre Dame is independent outside of all their other teams? Because they don't want to share money. They know people will watch Notre Dame, even if Notre Dame stinks. And if you're a Notre Dame alum, except of one guy I know, so not all, but 99.9999999% of Notre Dame's alum, if you went there, you're better than everyone else. And if you lose four games, you'll still figure out a way that you should be in the college football playoffs because we beat Purdue, who beat Miami, who beat Alabama, who beat Auburn. So we should be in. What? Now, Oregon State and Washington State have hired someone who's been on this show, Oliver Luck, to be a consultant. Their choices, join the Mountain West, join the American Athletic Conference, merge with the Mountain West and keep calling it the Pac-12, or rebuild the Pac-12 with 10 more teams. (laughs) I just don't see that happening I, I i i don't i think merging with the mountain west and calling it the pac-12 is a good idea but is anybody going to recognize it as a power five when you've got some piddly schools i highly doubt it let's take a break we'll come on back on byline Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for $120 with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. 
paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-965-1295-800-965-1295-800-965-1295. That's 800-965-1295. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, if you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable, priced at only $297 for a full pair. And no, these are not simply amplifiers. These are ultra-high quality, ultra-reliable hearing aids, priced thousands less than other hearing aids. They fit right in your ear, nothing shows on the back of your ear, and at only $297 for a full pair. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number. Call now. 800-278-1738-800-278-1738-800-278-1738. That's 800-278-1738. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. Have you been diagnosed with cancer? Do you use pesticides in your job? Specifically Roundup. Roundup, made by Monsanto, contains a chemical called glyphosate, which has been linked to cancer. If you've used Roundup and you have cancer, you may be entitled to a cash award. Over $10 billion has been set aside to pay users of Roundup who've been diagnosed with cancer. Time is almost running out to file your claim. So if you've been diagnosed with cancer and you've used Roundup, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And time to file is almost gone, so please call right now. 800-535-6078 800-535-6078 That's 800-535-6078 Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-943-2153. 800-943-2153. 800-943-2153. That's 800-943-2153. You spent over a decade in the Middle East, and I just wanted to say that I'm a great fan of your work. Well, thank you very much. Don't interrupt me, please. (laughs) What did I just say? Do you know who I am? You 
must be crazy. Use a D-O-G. And if you was my man, I would have been kicked you out of my house by now. This is what had happened. Thank you for that. And uh, we just have enough time to tell you we got another hour to go. We'll talk ponies with Carmine. It's Carmine Marino. And then we'll have open lines the rest of the way at 1-800-878-PLAY. Come on back for hour number three of Titillating Sports. USA News, I'm Corey Myers. Police on the Hawaiian island of Maui bracing for what could be a devastating death toll as more than a thousand people are still missing. Search and rescue teams digging through the ash and rubble of what was the town of Lahaina. At least 111 people confirmed dead. 1,300 are missing. Meanwhile, the top Maui emergency management official, who didn't sound warning sirens as wildfires swept across the island, has resigned, effective immediately. Herman Andea's resignation came one day after he defended his decision to not activate those sirens. President Trump dismissing his indictment in Georgia as a witch hunt. Trump's attorneys recommended the trial start in April of 2026 which is over two years longer than the original date prosecutors are seeking. The election interference case is one of four criminal cases Trump's now dealing with and one of two taking place at the federal level. Special counsel Jack Smith and his team requested jury selection take place by December with the trial starting January 2nd. I'm Ryan Daniels. Meanwhile, former Attorney General Bill Barr rejecting the argument that it's unfair to try Donald Trump in court while he's running for president. Defenders of the former president say the proposed trial dates for Trump's January 6th related federal case and for the most recent Georgia case would conflict with the 2024 GOP nomination schedule. Barr rejected that argument and said you don't get immunity for two years just by saying you're a candidate. President Biden will meet today at Camp David with leaders from Japan and South Korea. White House officials say both countries and the U.S. will make a pledge at that summit to consult each other in moments of crisis. This is USA News. Hey, y'all. My name is Tierra, and a little thing that I love about the Chick-fil-A Spicy Chicken Biscuit is that it has the perfect amount of spice to jumpstart my day. Whoever thought of it, thank you so much. Hi, my name is Robert, and a little thing I love about Chick-fil-A Spicy Chicken Biscuit is the biscuit. It reminds me of my grandma's homemade biscuit. It's always buttery and savory. Then you add the spices, instant classic. Order the Spicy Chicken Biscuit on the Chick-fil-A app today. Real Chick-fil-A guests paid for their testimonials. The biannual blowout is just a week away, and we've got a lot of work to do. Keenan's Rug Emporium is rolling out a Labor Day bonanza. He needs 10 new sales associates as the crowds loom large. Someone run a stock check on all the Moroccan 8x10s? Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. 
We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Bots are apparently better at solving CAPTCHA tests than humans. The puzzles that require a person to pick certain images before accessing a website are supposedly a method to prove a user is really a human. A study out of the University of California, Irvine, pitted people against bots specifically programmed to solve CAPTCHA tests. And it turns out the bots came out on top. Bring on the sizzle. Bree Tennis has more. Their name translates to sash, as in the strips resemble that, and we've been eating them since the 1930s, although their name didn't come along until about 1969. They're decidedly Tex-Mex from southwest Texas, grilled meat with onion and peppers. It's a very simple dish served on a sizzling skillet, originally made with beef, now chicken, pork, even tofu. Taste Atlas says San Antonio eats the most fajitas, followed by San Diego, Sacramento, and Phoenix. The Writers Guild of America still in discussions with Hollywood Studios. Yesterday, the WGA met with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers to continue negotiations toward ending the writer strike, which has been going on now for over 100 days. The CEOs of several major studios are also expected to host a meeting later today to discuss the next moves they think they should take. I'm Corey Myers, USA News. This is Ron Barr. Be sure to check out Sports Byline and the 8-Side Network's outstanding eight-part podcast series, Behind the Barrier, Voices from the Negro Leagues. Hear Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, and others share their stories of the Negro Leagues, the challenges that the players face, and the importance of Negro League baseball to the game's history. Behind the Barrier is available now on the iHeart Podcast Network and all podcast platforms, including Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, and Pandora. Check out Behind the Barrier. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, if you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable, priced at only $297 for a full pair. And no, these are not simply amplifiers. These are ultra-high quality, ultra-reliable hearing aids, priced thousands less than other hearing aids. They fit right in your ear, nothing shows on the back of your ear, and at only $297 for a full pair. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case, and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number. Call now. 800-278-1738-800-278-1738-800-278-1738-800-278-1738 That's 800-278-1738. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Hey, thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world. American Forces Radio Network. 
The Angels have called up a kid they drafted less than six weeks ago. How cool is that? 11th overall pick, Nolan Shanuel, first baseman out of Florida Atlantic. You know when you get drafted, you're like, oh, maybe in two years I can get it be a September call-up, <clears throat> especially if you go to college. Maybe in two years, September call-up. No, less than six weeks, you're up. They put him at low A, then high A, then double A. 21 games, and he's hit 370. Here's the blurb on him. Don't let the unusual batting stance cloud your perception. Samuel can hit. He has an excellent feel for the strike zone and for making contact. He routinely hit the ball hard as a collegiate, even if his top-end exit velocities aren't in line with what you'd expect from a corner-only defender. Uh, This might be earlier than most people expected him to go. We had him at 19. And a combination of players still on the board and a skill set that isn't for everyone makes us dock this pick just a touch. That was the blur by R.J. Anderson after he was drafted. Well, the Angels, how many first basemen have they had this year? Twelve! That's got to be more than the A's. And they just traded to get C.J. Crone back. Can you try it? Their first baseman, 12 guys have hit 239 combined. That's very inadequate. So, look, they retained Shoei Otani. They're all in. Like, hey, this kid's hitting 370. Let's just call him up. Because in August, the Angels are 4-11. and And they're seven games out of the wild card behind four teams. And they haven't gone to the playoffs in nine years. And Otani is leaving. But I think that's really cool for Nolan Shanwell. It's just low A, high A, double A. Anaheim, big leagues. You're with Otani and Trout. You were in college a month ago. That's pretty cool. All right, 1-800-878-PLAY. 1-800-878-7529. That's the number to call. We'll talk to Carmine Marino about some horse racing, but other than that, it's open line, so get on back. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I I never wanted to start using. I I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this. But you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-378-3508. 800-378-3508. That's 800-378-3508. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. If you're moving to another state, you're getting a fresh start in a brand new town. And when you choose a moving company to help get your valuable possessions to that new home of yours, you want somebody that's going to take care of your things like you would. That's why you need to call Colonial Van Lines. They're America's number one moving company for a reason. Because they'll take care of your things like they would their possessions. They'll use caution so nothing gets damaged. And they won't treat you like a number, they'll treat you like a friend. And when you call now on a qualified move across state lines, they'll give you a $250 discount. 
move your things the right way. Call Colonial Van Lines now for a free quote. Call now to learn more about this special $250 long-distance move discount. 800-847-0225. 800-847-0225. That's 800-847-0225. This is J.D. Sharp. I've been developing a revolutionary sports handicapping service, and you can be a part of the beta. Sign up at BetUS.com with a deposit of as little as $50 and use the promo code SHARPBETTING. Email a screenshot of your account to WorldwideSharp at gmail.com and I'll reply personally with my plays. My NFL record this season was an industry best 72 and 33, and this is the only way to know all my plays the moment I make them. Let's keep making money together. This is Ron Barr. Be sure to check out Sports Byline and the Eight Side Network's outstanding eight part podcast series, Behind the Barrier Voices from the Negro Leagues. Hear Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, and others share their stories of the Negro Leagues, the challenges that the players face, and the importance of Negro League baseball to the game's history. Behind the Barrier is available now on the iHeart Podcast Network and all podcast platforms, including Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, and Pandora. Check out Behind the Barrier. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius, the best show ever. He's so wonderful, genius, the best show ever. He's so wonderful, titillating sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a key so handsome, he's a genius. Coming up next, Rick Tittle. All right, thank you for that. Welcome back to the show, Hour 3 Underway. The number to call, 1-800-878-PLAY. At 11-12, we usually check in with one of our friends from ProWagering, ProWagering.com, and getting us ready for the ponies this weekend is their horse racing aficionado, our buddy Carmine Marino. Carmine, before we get into it, I saw an article a couple days ago saying that the Preakness is considering moving a month back from the Kentucky Derby instead of two weeks later. They just think there's just been too many scratches. Now, I know the Belmont says we're staying where we are in June. We're not moving. But what are your thoughts, the pros and cons of the Preakness moving back four weeks? It won't happen. Uh, in fact, without being in, if you want to see what will really happen, it'll destroy the Preakness because people will bypass the Preakness for the Belmont. Here's the issue with Maryland. I, I, I know their, their idea is to try to get more horses to run, but historically – after the Derby, when you have 20 horses run, the Preakness on average runs between eight and 12 horses on the very mo- eight B on the average, but 12 B would be an unusual year. And then in the Belmont, you usually have between six and eight max. If you remember when when Secretary won the Triple Crown, the third leg, he only had six horses in the Belmont. So I don't think it's a matter of timing. They've been doing the same thing for years. And I can understand if you want to move it a week and then have a two weeks off to run in the Belmont at a mile and a half. But I doubt seriously that this is going to happen. It, won't, it would not coexist with the Kentucky Derby and the Belmont if they made that significant change. And I don't think they would pick up any steam. But I will tell you the, tra- the track that may pick up steam after a successful weekend hosting the uh, Arlington Million will be Colonial. Colonial did a tremendous job last weekend. They may become a presence nationally. What would be, just one more question, what would be the, the pros? Like, what, what would be the good thing about moving it back a month? Nothing. 
<laughs> well, would it keep le- uh, ho- less horses from getting scratched? No. I want to ask you a question. Let's say you had a horse. Let's say your horse is really a great horse, wins the Derby, waits a month to run in the Preakness, and wins. Now you got a, a week later i got to run in the Belmont? I mean, unless I'm coordinating this event with mm. Belmont, Belmont Park and, and, and you know, NYRA, that, that would be – it's an asinine thought process because the reason they give you the extra week, the three weeks between the Preakness and the, and the Belmont, is because you are running a mile and a half potentially. And that's the reason why many horses win the first two legs. The one leg that they end up losing is, ends up being the Belmont Stakes. So it's just these tracks trying – I mean, it's just basically the Preakness only caring about itself, right? Well, I would think that would be unanimous process. I mean, here's the deal: if you're going to make, if you want to make changes that dramatic, you would have to coordinate with um, the powers of all horse racing and the different tracks, which would be Churchill Downs as well as uh, Maryland, Pimlico, as well as um, Belmont. Remember, the, the Pim, Pimlico Raceway does not have the following it used to have. And that track is only open briefly per year now. Um, and a lot of reasons it's still open is because of that one race. And they're trying to figure out ways to make it more profitable. It's not going to fly. It's just, it's just not going to work. And all they're going to do is destroy the Triple Crown concept. Uh, but, you know, it kills me with horse racing how foolish a lot of these masterminds really are with the way they do things. You know, and, 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 and that's one of the reasons they're losing the grip to get more and more people to watch horse racing. They need to be more creative. Like these tournaments make sense. It's like almost like poker tournaments to draw people in and get their attention. And, 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 and let's be honest, the attention span of people today is like two seconds. What's that? Just kidding. Um, <laughs> we, <laughs> I was going to answer you. We know that uh, Del Mar might get some weather. So I know you got things going on in New York. We got the Alabama Stakes. Are you interested in Woodbine with the, uh, it was the Queen's Plate, now it's the King's Plate. Um, actually, if you want to talk about the Sunday race, the Queen's Plate, I can, I can definitely pull it up for myself because I'm ready. Yeah. Um, that's going to be an interesting race. 17-horse field. Wow. And, and I think what's going to happen in that race is you're going to see, you're, you're going to see Chad Brown fly up there and grab this race. And I think, let me just pull it up here. I apologize. I didn't have, you you caught me off guard on that one. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a million things that, uh, it just shows you our coordination here. Um, It's, uh, yeah, uh, I'm just looking through. Chad Brown is the number six called Kalik. Uh, Kalik is a monster. Yeah. And the jockey, I've never heard of him, Kazushi Kimura. Yeah, Kimura, Kimura Wright is a consistent jockey, a very successful jockey, leading jockey in Canada. I think he, he gives his horse a good chance to win. He's actually getting really good, and he's been winning a lot more races. But Kalik is actually, and for a 17-horse field to have a 3-1 to one shot, you might get 7-2. to His last out was not so successful, but Kalik is a very, very good horse. And I think uh, Brown, Brown going up there senses he can grab 600K without anybody really thinking about it. And, and, but again, a 17 horse field. This is an amazing race. Uh, there, the only, there really isn't any major outsider like the, out, the outside post positions. I don't think are going to be the kind of positions that I would say oh, they got a great chance. But, but Kalik, the six horse, I like a lot in this race. I'll definitely be looking at it. Um, the other horses that you got to look at, Elysian Fields ran monster his last race. That's the two horse. I, I'm looking at this particular animal. I think this horse has got a legitimate chance. The jockey is Savachi, who's been very hot lately. 
And there's another jockey we all know by the name of Javier Castellano going up there with the Palos Horse family house for one. This is another good good animal who had a, didn't have the race he was supposed to have his last out in Canada. But these two horses look like horses that could knock on the door. And I'm probably going to play the one two six in this race. You know, it's funny when I think about these trainers. Do they have methods that are different than everyone else when they train the horse, or do they have the eye to say that is going to be the horse, or is it both? Combination. I mean, Backford spends mil- they spend millions on horses. What people don't know about Backford is that he starts out, let's say, for example, with 500 horses, but maybe 200 remain. The other 300 he blows out if they're not super, like they don't look super fast at a young age because he really works them very hard because he wants to, he, he's more interested in the two- and three-year-olds. Where if you look at Brown, Brown's horses run up to eight, six, um, and, and they come along. He's never been a big triple crown jockey, uh, excuse me, trainer, and that's big. I mean, when you think about it, that's, that's actually excellent for the sport when you see a trainer like a Chad Brown or a Pletcher who has horses that are eight years old winning grade one races this year. So, yeah, you, you know, some, some, some trainers are in the game, or have a long game, then you have the guy with the short game, which is backwards. You know, and, and he blows through a lot of animals. I'll tell you the other story right now in New York. I don't know if you're aware of this, but 10 horses have been euthanized so far this meet. Mm. Just yesterday, they put down um, Art Collector, who won the um, Pegasus earlier in the year, but, but he had laminitis. It wasn't because of he got injured, but there's been several injuries at the track because of the, all the rain they're having in New York and the grass. It's been it's been, it's been a hor- horrific year, and I mean, Pete will be jumping up and down saying, "Oh my God, you got you got to s- save the horses." I mean, it's ridiculous to think, but I mean, that's what's going to probably happen again. Last question for you, just as we're talking about trainers, I remember uh, Sunday Silence, or as I call them, Placido Domingo. Sunday Silence, one of the best horses in the last fifty years, but Charlie Whittingham, you know, the the Hall of Famer, not with us anymore, but the, but Sunday Silence reared up. And like took a chunk out of the top of his bald head. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. There's Probably no, there's no question. There's no question. I was a Chris Farley thing. You remember that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I remember it. And I, I tell you what's interesting. Whittingham, that was his first Derby winner. Hmm. And, if, and and what they ended up doing to that poor animal is not something that I would brag about. I think it's a sin. That that horse ended up. Um, in Japan, right? Yeah, and they ended up making mincemeat out of the horse. Ugh. Easy, go- you know the other one that was a phenomenal horse. Easy Goer was his biggest uh, competition. Aladar, Aladar was murdered. They smashed his leg to put him down for insurance reasons, Ugh. and that and and really that was you know there are a lot of sobs in the business. It's all about money. Me, I, I got to be honest. I love the I love the sport. I love the animal. I really do. I'm actually buying a horse for my granddaughter. What? Um, not a racehorse. No, not a racehorse. Oh. I'm buying a, a pony. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, that would be something. I'm I'm going to buy her a horse. I could probably buy one for myself. But you know, that's but, great. I didn't uh, know you were a grandfather. Yeah. Congratulations. I'm having a grandson a month from today. Wow. My first, my first son. I have three granddaughters. Is there going to be a Carmine first or middle name? If I tell you, no, but I will tell you what my my grandson's name is going to be, and you will ask. What? Stone. <laughs> I told you you would laugh. <laughs> Only you well, you told me to laugh. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? When he grows up, it's going to be just the regular name, you know? We just we got to get acclimated to these newfangled names. 
His nickname will be Rock. Don't worry about it. Well, just don't call him Stoner. That's the bad thing. <laughs> I don't think so. My son is pretty straight leg. I don't think that'll ever happen. <laughs> but I will tell you, I, I will give you a quick on the Alabama. Yeah. Watch the one Sacred Wish eight to one morning line. This horse has got a legitimate chance. Thanks to the, if, if the track is sloppy tomorrow, which it could very well be, um, this is a horse to look out for. I know they like wet paint. who has been red hot, but this is a very mediocre um, cluck group of horses. I don't mean that in a bad way, but none of these horses are shining with tremendous buyers. They're all average. Sacred Wish at eight to one is a shot. Um, the three horse at twelve to one is Julia Shining, and the out, the other outsider to consider is the eight horse Randomized, of course trained by Ch- uh, Chad Brown. Wet Paint is a good horse and and trained by Cox and, and ridden by Pratt. That'll be my superfected. The one two three seven. There Excuse is me, eight. Pardon. Carmine Marino from Pro Wagering and ProWagering.com. He will buy you a pony. Have a great weekend, buddy. God bless. <laughs> I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. Everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800-293-0328. 800-293-0328. 800-293-0328. That's 800-293-0328. How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning-fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing-fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it, you get your money back. But you're going to love it. And you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than 2 bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. And our 15-day guarantee. Call now. 800-617-5145. 800-617-5145. That's 800-617-5145. One out of two Americans thinks their life is worthy of a book. Here's another startling stat. You may be one of the 15% of people who bothered to start your book and one of the 6% that got halfway through it, but your gem of an idea likely died. Or did it? 
Some published authors are making significant money, so join the ranks of the successful people that finish their books with help from Dorrance Publishing. Call right now and our experienced editors and writers will explain to you what it's going to take to get your book completely written, published, and then taken to market to sell it. It's a free consultation, so call right now. Find out how much time and money it takes to finally get that book idea of yours published. Make your dreams happen. Call Doran's Publishing right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious! Rick Tittle is a majestic stallion. There's some doubt in your voice there. <laughs> Come on back, 1 800 8 said, get on back. Breaker, breaker, 1 9. Uh, Chris Estrada uh, just uh, retweeted the tweet with him. 1 800 878 play. If you'd like to get in and get heard, we are here for you. One eight hundred eight seven eight seven five two nine. An interesting story, and you might say it's not really sports. I know it's not, but it is. <laughs> I decide what sports here, and it's the story of a man named Brady who was bringing up. No, it's a story about a a, a super fan. Now, I think most super fans are annoying, but I actually know two of them, and they're not annoying. I actually like him. I'll get to that in a second, but let's go out to, as Stephen Tyler would say, take me back to South Tallahassee. Mario, what's up, man? Rick, how are you doing, buddy? Pretty good. You got a real quarterback competition in uh, Las Vegas right now, or is this uh, all smoke and mirrors by that kid? What? Who, Aiden O'Connell? Yeah. Now, look, this, you know what that is? He's a result of Brock Purdy. Everyone was like, how do we pass on him? So they got to the fourth round, and all the seventh-round picks, they all started getting taken, like Aiden O'Connell. <laughs> I didn't even think. You know, it's very rare someone says something, and I'm surprised by it that I hadn't figured it out myself, quite frankly. But that is a very insightful comment by you. I had not really seen it from that perspective. And I would bet – Let me. okay, let's, let's, let's frame it this way. Would you at this point – bet against Brock Purdy to finish the season for the 49ers, not because of injury, but because he gets benched as his, uh, as his flaws and his uh, limitations are exposed. Well, he went 7-0 and as a starter, two playoff games mm-hmm. in there. They scored more than 33 points a game when he was in mm-hmm. there. They have McCaffrey for the whole year now. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think he's going to get benched, but... Um, as I was saying, uh, these the best thing that ever happened to these quarterbacks, like Stenson Bennett, fourth-round pick, Jake Hayner, mm-hmm. fourth-round pick, Aiden O'Connell, fourth-round pick, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, those guys normally would have been seventh-round. Yeah, this kid last night I watched play for um, the Eagles, I guess. 
that you know Mariota came in. He pretty much stuck to join up, and then this this third string kid came in, and of course he looked pretty good mm. because he's playing one level playing against Rick Tittle. Yeah, oh, are you talking Tanner yeah, McKee, yeah. Stanford's Tanner McKee, yeah, Tanner right? McKee, that's yeah. it. That's it. You would know him better than most probably because I guess you're you know you're not that far from Stanford. And you mm. saw him play, and I you know I, I look at him and go. You know, I don't care who stunk up the joint in preseason. Marcus Mariota was the second pick in the draft and has, has shown the ability. Listen, he's not an elite player, but he's shown the ability to win a lot of games in the NFL. And there's a lot of fool's gold here with these guys because in your mind, I think you're actually right. I think it's a really insightful comment by you, Rick. I think the, uh, and, the, and the corollary of that is your expectation of a guy like that is in some sense adjusted. Either, you know, either the expectations are – if the guy's a fifth-round, sixth-round pick and can complete four passes in a row or take uh, the team down the field on a, a drive, then all of a sudden he's a, he's a competitor for the, the starting position if you don't have a, a quarterback settled, uh, the, the position of quarterback settled, right? Right. And, well, the other thing is, you know, I, I mean, Purdy was the best quarterback in the history of Iowa State. He threw, yeah. he threw over 1,000 college passes, and then you look at Trey Lance, who threw, like, 25 college passes, Mm-hmm. There, there's something to say about this, and I'll just throw this in on Tanner McKee, who was a two-year starter at Stanford. Big kid, six foot six. Do you know why he's a 23-year-old rookie? What was he in a Mormon mission or something? Very, very insightful. Yes, not only a Mormon mission, a two-year Mormon mission before college. Holy cow! Yeah. <laughs> I can't even imagine. <laughs> I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I, I'm, I'm shutting my. I have the ability to shut my filter, turn my filters on, and shut my snarky <laughs> comment down. <laughs> Can I tell you my almost Mormon mission story? Oh God, please do. Okay, even though I'm Catholic, so my freshman year in college, I was having a bad time. I was living in a frat. I didn't feel like going to school. I just was. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't say I was lost, but I was coming out of an all boy Catholic school in Richmond, and now this I'm Saint Mary's. You went to right? This is Saint Mary's. This was my freshman year. Was at the University of Idaho. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. Navy ROTC, and then I went to St. Mary's, and that's where I, okay. that's when I started really actually going to yeah. college. Um, but so I went, and there's this thing at, at the student center that was the um, for the Peace Corps. And so, you know, there's Berkeley in my heart, as I'm from there. And I go in there, and I said, there's three people standing around. I go, um... I was thinking about joining the Peace Corps, and they got so excited. They're like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. They sat down. They put all the pamphlets out, and they go, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? We're going to make this happen. We're gonna, you're going to go in the Peace Corps. Woo, woo, woo. And I was like, oh, well, what are the options? And they said, first of all, what did you get your degree in? And I go, I'm a freshman with a D average. <laughs> and they're like, well, no, you have to gra-. I go, who the hell wants to do this after they get their degree? I'm like no one big for my age though. <laughs> no wonder no one's in here. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, by the, listen, by the time especially nowadays in this environment, you're not that far removed from it. In fact, you're part of the environment where really the, the balloon hit. You're paying who knows how many hundreds, tens of thousands of dollars for student loans. Unless the Peace Corps is willing to eliminate or, you know, forgive those loans for me. It's not on my it's not on the tableau for me, right? I mean right. I am not doing that. So let me ask you, when you were in Idaho, did you walk around the street and see, you know, posse comatitis and all these <laughs> nutcase groups walking around all the time? <laughs> could, could you sense the presence in Idaho of just how well, we knew, crazy it was? By the way, I didn't know at the time, but the offensive, there was a quarterback at the Kibbe Dome there named Ken Hobart, but his two offensive linemen were Tom Cable and Mark Schlereth. 
Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I know Schlereth went to Idaho. I yeah. yeah, I guess you guys are about the same age. Schlereth was probably a product of, a, of um, and, you know, God bless him. He's a, I thought he was, I think he's a Hall of Fame guard. Yeah. But I have a feeling that, that Mark Schlereth was the product of uh, better living through chemistry. And if I'm wrong about that, mm. you know, I apologize. But that was well, just my assessment watching his body type now and watching his body type hmm. when he played. The head coach was a guy named Dennis Erickson when I was there. Oh, well, no kidding. Yeah, he ended yeah. up in University of Miami a few years yeah. after that, right? Yeah. yeah so that was, to answer your question, um, if you drove, because Moscow, Idaho is right across the border from Pullman. It's more southwest. And mm-hmm. Idaho is almost just as long as California. It takes a long time to go north. But if you go up towards Coeur d'Alene, which is beautiful, but there's a place called Hayden Lake, and that was the home of yeah. the, the Aryan Nation. And I wanted no. Yeah, I wanted no part of that because I heard that the the Ku Klux Klan and the Aryan Nation hated Catholics just as much as minorities. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're papist. You're a papist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the English phrase for it. And they think yeah. they co-opted that phrase, you know. And and I thought, I said, yeah, but how would they know? You don't care. I mean, do they I, think I, you have like like horns when you take your baseball cap off and they're sticking out there with like little. The, you know, with little faces of, of the of Pope John or whoever it is on them. How my they dad, you don't have a <laughs> I've got to go to a break, but i got to tell a story real quick. My dad said that when Kennedy got elected, everyone thought, because there had never been a Catholic president, they thought that he would mm-hmm. do whatever Rome said. And my dad yeah. went to work. He worked at the State Farm. He went to work, and he goes, I just heard that the Pope packed his bags, and he's flying to Washington, D.C., and everyone went, oh, no. And my dad's like, I'm just kidding. I don't think I like your dad. All right, go to break. Good to talk to you. All right, good to talk to you, Mario. Don't be a stranger. That's Mario out there in uh, Tallahassee, Florida, the home of your Florida State Seminoles. We'll take a quick break. Lines are available at 1-800-878-PLAY. Come on back on Byline. Here's a message just for the attorneys out there. So you passed the bar, joined a firm, or even built your own. Now are you finding out that you're doing more administration than actual law practice? Lexicon can help. Lexicon is a legal technology provider with over a decade of experience streamlining administrative tasks like timekeeping, billing, and more. So you can focus on maximizing billable hours and increasing client satisfaction. Call 855-4-LEXICON or visit lexiconservices.com go to learn more. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. 
That's 800-760-1845. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for $120 with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-965-1295-800-965-1295-800-965-1295. That's 800-965-1295. Have you ever noticed that when the afternoon light hits your floors, you can see everything, including dust? So much dust. And that floor dust gets kicked up into the air, compromising the quality of air you and your family breathe. Eesh. Swiffer Heavy Duty Sweeper is the fast and easy way to clean your floors with ultra-thick pads that trap and lock dust before it gets in the air. Just a couple minutes a day. And dust is gone. Swiffer Heavy Duty Sweeper. (sighs) Proud partner of the American Lung Association. To me, it's like a mountain. A vast bowl of pus. beats his servants. Hey, thank you for that. I think welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you. 1-800-878-PLAY. Get in and get heard. So I was mentioning super fans. One of them was a guy known as Chiefs Aholic, which is so stupid because it's from alcohol, but it's a term people use for stuff. Um, This was a guy who <laughs> basically a bank robber who got caught because he was on social media too much wearing the same wolf mask and stuff, right? Yesterday, he was indicted by a federal grand jury for a string of bank robberies through the Midwest, laundering the money through casinos. And even I, not a criminal mind, I can see what that is. You go in and you'd say, I'd like $5,000 in chips. You lose 200 and you go, oh, it's not my day, and then you cash out, and now you've got $4,800 of clean money. See how that works? Yes. And his name is uh, Xavier Bobadar. You know you're going to be a bank robber if your name is Xavier Bobadar. If his name was Bob Smith, probably would be a Target team member. But Xavier Bobadar was Chief Saholic, and we talked about him getting arrested last month in Iowa. 
And FBI investigators have used bank records, casino transaction records, and other what they call sensitive financial information before discovering his cell phone was placed in cities where unsolved robberies took place. And so they're like, hmm, you were at that cell tower when that bank got robbed. So he's 28 years old, 19 count indictment, which now replaces and adds more charges than the federal criminal complaint that was against him back in May before he (laughs) was caught, right? So 11 counts of money laundering, four counts of transporting stolen property across state lines, three counts of armed bank robbery, and one count of bank theft, which I would imagine, once again, using common sense, which I'm sure you have as well, right? Bank theft would be like handing a note to someone that would say, give me all the money, and then he or she goes, oh, they're probably armed, but you're not armed. You're still robbing the bank, but you're not armed. So he was allegedly responsible for six bank robberies and two attempted robberies during a nine-month stretch between March and December last year. And he got more than $800,000 in total. And then he purchased and redeemed more than a million dollars in chips in Missouri, Kansas, and Illinois. But he would dress in this suit at Chiefs games with the wolf skin, the wolf mask. So dumb. And he financed his travel and attendance through crime. He also gambled on the results of Chiefs games. We don't know if he won those or not. Probably did, knowing how good the Chiefs have been with Mahomes. In Missouri and Kansas. You know, there used to be a time not that long ago, if you wanted to gamble legally, you had to go to Nevada or New Jersey. That was it. There's always a loophole if you can make money. And the loophole is... Like in California, that would happen when um, Schwarzenegger was governor. It was, well, you're not in California right now. You're on Native American soil. We are? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're on the Chuck Chansey reservation. We are? Yeah. So you're actually, you're not even in the United States right now. Oh, okay. So he did get arrested in December of 2022. That'd be last year. In Bixby, Oklahoma. But they sent him home with an ankle monitor. This is what we do with bank robbers. So he cut it off and hit the road. <laughs> they caught him the first time because he won $100,000 from an Illinois sports book. And they figured out it was laundered money. But one of the bets was Mahomes to win NFL MVP. Another bet was the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. And um, then they caught him over here at uh, Thunder Valley in uh, Lincoln, California. That's where uh, Seinfeld is tonight, by the way, if you want to go check him out. But Matthew T. Merriman, that sounds like uh, Lewis and Clark, Merriweather Clark. Matthew T. Merriman, that's Babadar's defense attorney, he addressed this indictment by saying... The government's announcement today of its 19-count indictment provides an unfair and unjust portrayal of Xavier. 
The truth is that since 2018, Xavier Babadar, a.k.a. Chief Saholic, has entertained, inspired, unified, and motivated Kansas Cityans, didn't know that was a word, with Chief's Kingdom, which makes no sense, there's no kings with Chiefs, and hundreds of millions of football fans around the globe. It's now the fourth quarter of the most important game of Xavier's life and his legal team believes his innocence will ultimately be proven to the public, and we are confident that once all of the facts are known, he will be redeemed in the eyes of his supporters, admirers, and the chief's kingdom. This shows two things. Number one, defense attorneys are scumbags, and it's their job to get criminals back on the streets, and this is why no firm will hire them. It's the same thing with public prosecutors. They all tried to work at highfalutin firms, and instead, they're city employees. The other thing is shows how twisted and ridiculous this guy is, thinking that he's innocent. And that not only has he inspired and unified and motivated, but for the chiefs, but also for hundreds of millions of fans around the world, too. Hundreds of millions have been inspired by him, and he's innocent. Well, look, you are innocent until proven guilty. There, there is that. <laughs> it's just—it's hilarious. The 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 self-importance. You know, it'd be like me going on the air and say, "Well, there is no radio except my show." There are other shows, but no one listens to them. Like, Rick, are you feeling all right? I'm feeling fine because I'm the best. All right, 1-800-878-PLAY. Jumping to baseball for a second, this is something that comes up now and then, but in a different bent, and that is in baseball, the pitcher can be an MVP. And I've never liked that because they have their own award, the Cy Young. And... Almost no one agrees with me. They go, what are you supposed to do if a guy is like 28 and 3? He's the most viable player. I'm like, yeah, and he should get the Cy Young, but you have to be an everyday player. You can't sit there playing cards four days a week or four out of five games. Well, Walker Bueller, young Dodgers, outstanding pitcher, he says that with one single rookie of the year for each league, He wants a rookie of the year for pitchers and hitters. In other words, he wants a rookie Cy. He said, I personally think there should be a rookie Cy Young as well, not to be like, oh, I should get all this stuff, but I was third in the rookie of the year to Ronald Acuna and Juan Soto. Pretty generational, but also neither of them pitch. So who am I competing against? Let's have a Fernando Valenzuela Award Best Rookie Pitcher Ever. You know, it's not a bad idea. I actually like it. But the Rookie of the Year Award, as it is right now, is named Jackie Robinson Award. And the front runners would probably be Gunnar Henderson of Baltimore and Corbin Carroll of Arizona. There are some other names we can discuss another time. But what this is, is that Bueller was kind of pissed that he didn't get it. And Valenzuela, by the way, had his number 34 retired on Friday. It's only taken this long. I would have assumed his number was retired. 
The thing that bugged me about Fernando was that he would look straight up underneath the bill of his cap as he was winding up. And it just doing it right now, it strains my eyes. But that's what he'd do. He would look up and see the underside of his cap and then pitch. I remember they used to have it on slow-mo, and I'm like, ugh. I remember when I was in high school, I didn't like the Dodgers, and I was like, screw that guy. And he's like, and my friend was Mexican. He goes, oh, you just hate him because he's Mexican. I go, no, I hate him because he's on the Dodgers. And they go, no, you hate him because he's fat. And I'm like, well, you might be right about that. I was a kid. What did I know? I didn't hate him because he was Mexican. I hate him because he was on the Dodgers. <laughs> but yes, a 21-year-old, an ERA under two and a half, he was a rookie and a side. Well, you know what? When you want to talk about the best rookie pitchers of all time, I'm putting Vita Blue right in there with the numbers. You know, he had a two. A, Valenzuela had a two four eight. Okay, as a uh, rookie with the Dodgers, and he was a sensation. And it was also um, very cool because of, of course, the Mexican American population in uh los angeles i mean it was a it was a perfect fit that was the perfect perfect city for him as well but once again when you think about walker bueller did not mention this because he wants to argue with me that's not what he wants but vita blue as a rookie his era was one eight two and he won 24 games. So if you want to call it something, in the, if you want to call it that in the National League, fine. But in the American League, it better be the Vita Blue Award. Well, Rick, we're only going to have like, All right, fine. <clears throat> but if you look back at Rookies of the Year, I mean, last year, Julio Rodriguez and Michael Harris were the Rookies of the Year. If there was a Cy, uh, Cy rookie, Spencer Strider would have got it because he was second in voting last year. And then George Kirby was fifth, so he would have got it. You go back two years ago, Randy Rosarena and Jonathan India already being shopped. It would have been Trevor Rogers and Luis Garcia winning the size. If you go back to 2020, pandemic, Kyle Lewis and Delvin Williams. So you would have had... Well, Delvin Williams was Rookie of the Year, so he would have got the sign. and somebody else would have won in the National League, and Christian Javier won. year before that, Jordan Alvarez and Pete Alonso would have been Mike Soroka and John Means. I think you're getting a picture. One more time, Shohei Otani, Rookie of the Year with Ronald Acuna, and as I mentioned, Walker Bueller was third. He would have got it at the NL, and Ryan Yarborough would have got it with the Rays because he was sixth in voting. But guess what? They don't have it. <laughs> That's a good way to end that one. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. Come on back.
If you served in the Marine Corps, by now you know about the contaminated water problem at Camp Lejeune. If you were stationed or worked at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1987, you probably have a lot of questions. We have some answers. You could be entitled to compensation. Billions of dollars are being allocated to pay for damages to anyone stationed at Camp Lejeune during that time. Unfortunately, it appears that officials may have known the contaminated water problem existed and did little to protect their men. The Semper Fi Code was not honored. If you or someone in your family has developed a serious illness, including various forms of cancer, call this Camp Lejeune legal support line right now. You can't turn back the clock and change what happened, but you can certainly call right now and learn your rights as a Marine. Here's the number. 800-725-1651. 800-725-1651. That's 800-725-1651. Paid for by Legal Alert Line. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. Have you been diagnosed with cancer? Do you use pesticides in your job? Specifically Roundup. Roundup, made by Monsanto, contains a chemical called glyphosate, which has been linked to cancer. If you've used Roundup and you have cancer, you may be entitled to a cash award. Over $10 billion has been set aside to pay users of Roundup who've been diagnosed with cancer. Time is almost running out to file your claim. So if you've been diagnosed with cancer and you've used Roundup, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And time to file is almost gone, so please call right now. 800-535-6078. 800-535-6078. That's 800-535-6078. Life insurance is one of those things that just about everybody needs, but few people actually have. Hey, if you die unexpectedly without life insurance, guess what? You'll leave your family with even a bigger mess. Life insurance will help replace your family's income. It'll help cover burial expenses. Life insurance can even help pay off debt like credit cards and medical bills. Life insurance can even pay for college. And if you own a business and you die, life insurance can help your business from collapsing. It can even help cover estate taxes. Life insurance has never been more affordable and needed. Plus, you can always shop around even if you have a plan and save some money. So call the Life Insurance Quote Line right now for free Pricing information. 800 915 9654. 800 915 9654. That's 800 915 9654. You're crazy. You're crazy. You're crazy. I like you, but you're crazy. saw Rick Tittle at the laundromat last night, and I was hella checking him out. I just kept staring at him, and he played like I wasn't even there. I 
be like that then. <laughs> All right. Thank you for that. Before I send you into that good weekend, will it be? I don't know. I was just looking at Vita's stats as a rookie again. 24 and 8 with a 1 8 2. Eight shutouts, which led all of baseball. Strikeouts, 301 strikeouts. Innings pitch, 312. And it was the best year of an amazing career. But think about the ERAs the next few years. 220-285-256. I mean, it's just, and I know they love Fernando down there, but don't, this is just Walker Bueller just showing his youth. You can't say, and this is an old A's fan like me, I'm going to bring it up, you can't say that he is the greatest rookie pitcher of all time when it's not even close. There's like a half a run less. (laughs) That's five points lower, his ERA than uh, Fernando's was. Fernando was a revelation, yes, and he came 10 years after Vida, but uh, let's just get it right. Now somebody will say, Rick, in 1877 with the Gray Harbors Lumberjacks. There was... All right, great. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you Monday, 9 a.m. pack time on Byline. We don't have brain damage. (laughs) (laughs) Great way to end the show.